Take Two, episode 459 of the PlayStation Nation podcast. With you, as always, I'm Glenn, along with Josh. Hello. In the blizzard. In the shit. Yeah, we we were going to have Dave on to just kind of join us tonight, but he was having all kinds of microphone problems and... Skype problems and I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's all that water there in Michigan, uh, but we'll see if maybe we can have him on to do the review. And well, I don't know what not, but we're just going to go without him because <laughs> we don't want to go until one in the morning. Yeah. So <laughs> sorry, Dave. Uh, so this week uh, we got some new releases, news items, what we're playing and watching around PS Nation. Uh, Josh's review of Lego Marvel's Avengers. Uh, and some emails, maybe Dave with Gravity Rush Remastered. If not, I am playing it as well. So uh, I can talk about it at least a little bit. I didn't finish it like he did, but, you know, we can we can do something. <clears throat> so uh, let's just get this stuff out of the way right away. If you want to reach us, a lot of different ways you can do that. You can find us on Twitter. You can find Josh at PJFJosh, you can, where he's tweeting these awesome murals from Venture Brothers. It's Holy crap, insane. that was cool. I, I want to go see it. It's that in was Williamsburg, really but I... You know, I don't know. How far is that from you if it's not blizzard-like it's conditions? It's like Brooklyn. Oh, oh, okay. But, yeah, the city's kind of fucked. Speaking of which, as of today, today is, we're recording, it's Monday night. Yeah. 8 o'clock. 25th. Yes. The, the blizzard happened all day Saturday. So it is now Monday at 8 o'clock. The side street, my, my wife, my in-laws live on a corner in Brooklyn. The side street where their uh, garage is and everything and where a lot of people live and have their cars and all still has not been plowed. Holy shit. Yes. They they tried to send a truck down it the other day and the truck got stuck. And then they had to get the truck out and it's just completely fucked. It's like four feet of snow and nobody's touching it. (laughs) It's insane. Uh, Mm. That's one thing about living in Wisconsin. It seems like we're even, I mean, like you see up in your area, even, even up in like Buffalo and everything else, they get a lot of snow all the time, but I don't know what it is. It seems like we're kind of better equipped for it and just used to it, I guess. I don't know. Well, but that's the thing. We, we don't get like, we get, Lou and I were talking about this today because they were over there. I took them over because she wanted to see Zoe and, and do all this stuff with her parents and everything. And, um, but I went to get them and every street has turned into a one way street because there's cars parked on both sides and it's always tight as it is. But with the snow and everything literally can only fit one car at a time down the street. And they're all plowed in on both sides. Yeah. yeah. So, so when you're going down the street and you've got three cars coming at you and you've got two cars behind you and everybody kind of meets up, there's nowhere for anybody to go. Somebody has to back up at that point. It's fucked up. I'll bet. But the thing is, we get a lot of snow, but not in massive bunches like that. Not that often. Usually, you know, we'll get a storm and it's about a foot maybe. And then a couple days later, a week later, we'll get another one. But we've already dug out, you know, so it's not that big a deal. The problem was this was two feet of snow, plus it was a blizzard, which blew things all over the place and in some places made it like five feet of snow. (laughs) So that turned into a major, major problem that just 
the city couldn't handle. I mean, even around here, our streets are clear, but they're very narrow right now because they couldn't really, I mean, it's tight on streets here and, and you know how wide my street is and everything. And yeah, yeah. There's plenty of room for two cars and everything. It's tight for two cars right now. It's really tight. Wow. But, yeah, I don't know. At it's, least you don't have much of a driveway or anything. When You you have a little snowblower, don't you? I have a huge snowblower. Yeah, yeah. The thing is massive. But even that... I, oh, I'll bet it was just getting bogged down. It was. I had to tilt it just to get to the top of the snow. I had yep. to... When I opened up the garage, I had to dig the top layer off the snow just so I could get the snowblower going out the garage. No, I've wow. I was fucked up. No, I've, I've got a uh, I've got a 14 inch scoop on my uh, new snowblower, and that thing I've even had that snow going over the top of that. It's it's a pain in the ass. I mean, what I usually do is just takes real slow. You just move it in, back it up, move it in, back it up, so it falls yeah. down and you can get it. Because quite frankly, with one good arm and one bad arm, shoveling just kind of sucks for me. Um, that's why I have that big ass snowblower, but well, it was, it was fine. You know, it, it took a while to get out the driveway and then the end of the driveway, because of course the plows had come by and it wasn't just like two feet of snow. It was like three and a half to four feet of snow out to, out to the street. I finally got all that done. I got up the walkway and then I stared at my front door just in disgust because, the one side of the front door had five and a half feet of snow piled up, and the other side by the uh, by the mailbox was like about a foot and a half to two feet of snow. Wow! But I had to dig all of that. Like I couldn't even see the railing. The railing was gone. So I had to dig that whole thing out, which is stupid because we never use the front door anyway. We always come in. We park in the garage and just walk in the door to the kitchen there, you know? Yeah. Well, you have to have room for like the UPS guy. To the mailman. Yeah, exactly. So I had to, I had to dig out the front door, which I really didn't want to do. <laughs> that, that was the biggest pain in the ass was just digging all that crap out. And I get a note from my, my mail carrier. If, uh, if we don't have everything shoveled off on our, Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And I know my guy and he would just, he would just ream me, but like the, the thing with our, our garbage is they come it's it's out back. It's like right out our back door. And they come around and collect it and run back out to the front and great. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah, you don't have to take it out to the curb or anything. What it's awesome. What the hell? But that would mean I have to dig that whole thing out all the way around down there and I was like, No fucking way. I said I'll, <laughs> I'll just dig out the little spot there right next to the garage and put the put the trash can there. And then <laughs> I opened up the back door and I went, oh, yeah, fuck. Because <laughs> I had to push that door open through about three feet of snow. Fortunately, wow. it was very powdery. Um, yeah. Like that morning, it was still very powdery. The sun hadn't really gotten to it yet. Yeah. So I was able to push, 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 and get it just open barely enough to pick up the trash can and pull it in and then take it back out the garage and stick it out front. God. (laughs) Because I looked at it and I went, oh, fuck. What am I going to – I'm really going to have to come around here and get this thing. Holy crap. Which I would have been lost in that snow. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, we've had that kind of snow here too, so it's it it sucks. It. 
There's, there's no good thing about it. I mean, I was telling you before we recorded that <clears throat> my driveway at this house likes to drift a lot too. So there was one morning where I was on call and I and they called me that morning. I had to come into work early and we had this huge storm that night that I didn't even know about. And I got out there. I'm like, crap, I don't have time to snowblow this whole thing. <clears throat> so I ran the snowblower in the two spots to make room for the tires. Mm. And I didn't realize – because I, I, this is when I still had my big gold – or my, my big, big blue four-wheel drive, you know, Dodge Ram, bottomed it out on the snow. <laughs> so I had to call a guy and see if he would go over to work because he lived pretty close. I'm like, can you cover for me? I'm, I'm kind of stuck. And I had to get the shovel out and get everything out of there. It took like an hour to get the truck out. It sucked. Jeez. So, yeah. <clears throat> That's something I'm thinking about with uh, with the move impending and everything when I'm looking at new places. Mm. Like how big is the driveway and all that. <laughs> Well, and see, that's the funny thing. Like my neighbors, they have a garage in the back. Um, but the people who live there right before them put up a fence Yeah, and the fence, like it, it covers the backyard, but it also covers that part of the driveway to the garage. So they weren't using the garage. Well, (laughs) the new people aren't using the garage either. And this snowstorm's coming and I'm like, dude, Put that shit in the garage. You don't want to have to dig out your cars after all that, too. And, and it's funny because it's snowing out right now. It's real light. But I don't have my car in the garage because that uncharted two chair is in my garage. And I haven't moved it yet. <laughs> so it's right in the middle of the garage right now. Mm. So, yeah, after we record, maybe I'll have to go out and move it. I don't know what, what we're supposed to get tonight. I have no idea. That's by far the best thing. <laughs> this is the first time I've had a garage well, probably in my life. I mean, wow. we, we had one when I was growing up, but the house was really, really old. And the garage was really, really old, and you could barely fit a car in it. Yeah, you know? we, that was our first garage when, I, when we moved in when I was a kid, and then we tore it down finally. Yeah, we almost never used – we almost never, ever put a car in it. I, I, I think I remember a car being in that garage twice in my life. <laughs> so I had never really had a garage. Even all the places I moved to and lived in during and after college, which was a shitload of places. Yeah. I never had a garage till I lived here. And it had it had the garage door opener on it. I was like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> it's like it's raining or it's snowing. I'm like, I don't have to get out of my car. This is great. <laughs> it's just the best thing ever. I don't ever want to live in a place that doesn't have this. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's funny when I, w- I was looking at houses in Milwaukee and I came across one, you're going to just be flabbergasted at this. It had a six car garage, <laughs> but it wasn't, Anything. It was two cars wide, but it was three cars deep in both sides. Wow. It even had its own furnace in it. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, having heating in your garage is not an uncommon thing in the state. So well, yeah. I, I've seen that a lot. But this one actually had a full furnace in the garage. Mm. Like, it was funny because when you look at it from the front, you're like, how the hell is that a six car garage? And then you see the back and you see that the garage goes way up back. Well, I, I was dating a girl in high school and. First time I went over to her house, we look out the back and they have this really like the, the driveway goes down to the back and then into the deep into the backyard, there's this huge, I think it was like six or eight cars, six or eight doors garage. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, what the, what is, 
And she's like, oh, yeah, it's my dad's car. So you want to take a look? And I, she opens it up. It's like all these restored cars from like the 30s and the 20s wow. and the 50s. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> and was I'm, it Cameron's dad? I, well, that was the thing. I, I was like, this is kind of messed up. Well, he, he owned um, he owned a uh, like a contracting business. Okay. And they had a a really huge construct. Like they had a huge place. Okay. Which she took me to at one point. She's like, Oh yeah, this is, this is his place. I was like, Holy shit. But (laughs) it, it never really dawned on me. Like even seeing the cars and all, I was like, cause people around the town had cars that they restored and everything. And it, it didn't really click with me until we were on her boat in, in the chess in. Yeah. in the Chesapeake. And, um, some, he had some friend with him and me and the friend and her dad are all up on the top of the boat, like this massive, and he's driving it and he cranks it up and we're flying through the, and the guy leans over. You're like Rodney Dangerfield and Caddyshack at this point. It it was that same boat. It looked almost exactly like that freaking boat. And the guy turns to him and he goes, Hey, how much? How much does a thing like this cost to maintain? And he turns. He turns over. He looks. He goes. If you have to ask that question, you, you can't, can't afford it. it. <laughs> <laughs> and I just kind of went, huh? Holy mm-hmm. shit! <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it just. It. That's when it sunk in. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is insane. But. I I just I I don't understand like that was his passion was all those cars and sure that's all he did like sure. when he wasn't you know he was semi retired and everybody you do the business I got the money and I'll make I'll do these cars <laughs> right exactly keep him busy so you know she got a car for her 18th birthday her of course older brother and sister got cars and yeah it was crazy <laughs> I had a I had a boss at Mercury Marine years ago. That absolutely loved the Pontiac Fiero. And he bought a Pontiac Fiero and had it fixed up for every one of his kids when they had <laughs> turned 16 or 18. <laughs> Those things like rolling death traps. And <laughs> he was obsessed with them. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget that. All right. Did I get through all this stuff? I don't know. Go to psnation.com. Did I do any of this stuff? I, did you? I don't know. I don't know. I have to start over now. Thanks a lot, <clears throat> Dick. No, you did. Uh, no. Twitter. Oh, wait. Did you do it when Dave was I think was I did on? it when it was Dave and not... <laughs> oh, shit. Right. <laughs> I may have to do it. Even if I did, I am have to do it now because I forgot. Yeah. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can go to at Josh for Josh. No, that's where we, that's where we started. Yeah. Because I said something about the mural. Ah, yes. You can find me at Torgo PSN, and you can find our main account at PS Nation, which we just got across 20,000 followers, yo. Yay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, You can email us at podcast.psnation.com. You can check out our website, which has everything that you can think of for PS Nation, uh, including the Contact Us section at the lower left of the front page, where you can uh, hit a button to email us there. You can find our PSN accounts. You can find... Uh, our Twitter info, you can find, I don't know, whatever else, but then there's a little thing above it that says um, store affiliate links. And if you go there, if you want to go shopping at like Amazon or Best Buy or whatever, just not Tiger Direct anymore. But if you want to go shopping at any of those sites, instead of just typing in the URL, hit our link for it 
and then it'll take you to that store. It doesn't change nothing for you, but whatever you buy, we get a little piece of the action for referring you over there, and that helps us pay our bills because we found out this week, or I found out last week, we're going to have to get a new web server that's got more stuff because we've had outages every day last week, little outages run, like running out of mon- uh, memory and stuff. Mm. So we're going to have to get a bigger server, folks. That's going to cost us more money every month, and that's what that money goes for. <clears throat> so, and again, thank you to everybody that uses those links, and thank you to those folks that send in those those PayPal's. Uh, very, very cool of y'all. Um, let's see, where was I? Uh, Audible? Uh, no, not Audible. God. Well, you can do it if you want. You can go to Audible AudiblePodcast.com slash PS Nation. I think it's still around. If you want to sign up for Audible, uh, you get the thirty day free trial. You get to keep a book, even if you don't stick with it. You get to keep the book. It might be fourteen days now. I, I just thought of that. We haven't really talked about that Audible thing forever. <clears throat> but if you're thinking about it, audiblepodcast.com slash psnation. I always leave it in the notes. Uh, you can find us on Stitcher if you go to the video game section, either on the uh, the app on your mobile device or over to the website. Uh, just go to the video game section. You'll find us there. You can also find us on TuneIn Radio. I just verified that the other day. And, um, yeah, stuff and junk. So we're through that. But psnation.com for everything. psnation.com slash forums for our forums. Or you can hit the forums button. And don't forget about Facebook.com slash PS Nation page for our page. Go like that so we can get those virtual internet bucks. Hmm. Yeah. All right. New releases. I feel like we've done all this before. <laughs> Poor Dave. <laughs> well, all right. New releases uh, for the PS4. Gravity Rush Remastered comes out next week. Yeah. Which we spoke about. That is twenty nine ninety nine. Coming out on a physical disc as well, if you want. Damn right. And if you pre-ordered at Amazon via our link, especially get twenty percent off if you're a Prime member. Yeah, that's a new thing. That's pretty. It's sweet. insane. It's it seems to be pretty much for every video game pre-order. Yeah, that's what the email said. <clears throat> so yay. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, and then uh, all all. Everything coming out next week is for the PS4. So, all right. Uh, the next one is Nitro Plus Blasters: Heroines Infinite Duel, and we'll have a review for that, which I believe we spoke about last week, but it's coming out February second now. Yep, we did. Yes, and that's thirty nine ninety nine. Then we have Mega Dimension Neptunia Seven. And we'll have a review for that. And that is an Idea Factory game. That is fifty nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> another we, Neptunia thing. Yes. Then we have <laughs> Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth, which was actually the game I played last year. Really? Yes. And Raj was like, What was it like? Did you see it? Did, what did you do? I was like, dude, I played for like Five minutes, and I have no idea what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> I don't know I what think to tell that's you. the day that he actually laid claim to the review, too, because somebody else <laughs> tried to uh, tried to uh, claim it the other day on, on, like, oh, asking about it. And, like, Raj jumped on her way with, whoa, 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 bud. Yeah. I claimed that one already. Yeah. It's <laughs> more than 200 Digimon from the animated series. Become a detective to investigate and gather clues. Solve the digital mystery. Turn-based mm-hmm. battles. Blah blah blah. Um, it it was kind of neat, but I am completely lost in there because I don't know anything <laughs> about Digimon. I don't know anything about what I was like. I didn't have somebody to explain it to me. It 
kind of dropped me into the middle of something, I I was lost. Yeah. Which is why I only played it for about five, ten minutes. I, I got into a couple fights and I was like, okay, I just don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> I was done. Uh, but it, it looked kind of neat. Uh, I liked what they were doing with um, like the world would sort of break down and get pixelated like these crazy. Um, it, it almost looked like Tetris blocks in a way would, would oh, okay. start to form all around in chunks and behind it where the world used to be would suddenly be like this bluish swirling thing back there. So Hmm. the world was breaking apart and you had to fight these monsters that were coming through. And I was in a subway station. I I don't know. I was lost. (laughs) What was going on? Um, but yeah, that's 5999 and that's next week as well. And that's it. Cool. All right. Well, uh, interesting news for Street Fighter V came out today, uh, and that's the fact that uh, upon launch on February 16th, Street Fighter V, players will be able to play through individual character stories, revealing more information uh, as to their backgrounds, relationships, and roles within the Street Fighter universe. So they've always kind of done this. uh, I guess not always, but at least with the last few iterations. But apparently they're really going all out with this one. Uh, including, it sounds like, an over an hour of video footage that's available in this story. Now, obviously, it's, it's going to be spread out between all the different characters that are in the game uh, when it launches, but looks like we're going to get more story out of Street Fighter for a change. <clears throat> uh, and then they're saying the real purpose behind this announcement is to queue up the future cinematic story expansion slated to drop sometime in June 2016 as a free DLC for all players. Uh, these two releases will provide the links in timelines between Street Fighter 3 and Street Fighter 4, adding a never-before-experienced depth to the story and characters. I, I don't need this. I, I've never needed a story in a fighting game. I don't know why they always try to do it. Apparently somebody needs it. I, I, maybe they're make it, trying to make it more accessible? I... I yeah. You got me. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I mean, we had it in Soul Calibur, a couple of the Street Fighters, um, Dead or Alive, they try to put stuff in there. Yeah, right. Uh, Tekken always has that kind of overarching storyline behind every game. Um, I, just, I don't know. I just don't get it. I guess they're trying to explain the characters to a certain extent, but the way this is sounding, it's almost like if you watch the trailer, they're really going story crazy on this one. I just don't need, know if I need that. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Next one. This I am super duper excited about. <laughs> super stoked. Uh so uh announced today Valkyria Chronicles Remastered is coming to the PS4. Well, it was already coming in Japan. We found out today that it's coming finally to coming West. to the West and yes. to Europe. Yeah. That's big. That's freaking awesome. <clears throat> 1080p, 60 frames per second. All of the DLC. Yeah. Both Japanese and English audio. That's cool, too. 20, well, it's all done. Twenty nine ninety nine. That's impressive. Physical and digital. Oh. Even better. It just, I think some publishers are starting to listen to old fogies like us. It's freaking fantastic. Yeah. And it... I was thinking about this again, just as I started reading all that. 
I think it was originally called Galleon Chronicles. That doesn't sound familiar to me. Right. Galleon Chronicles? Oh, he's going to the Google machine. While you do that, I'm going to open my tasty beverage. It was Galleon Chronicles. Galleon Chronicles. Now, see, back when the PS3 launched, let's let's get in the Wayback Machine here. All right. (laughs) Quiet, you. Back when the PS3 launched, um, I don't remember if this was on the U.S. store or I had picked up my account for Japan and Europe and wherever. Um, but I downloaded a couple of a couple of trailers for this. Okay. Um, I think before it was announced or, or just when it was announced, whenever it was. And it was called Galleon Chronicles at the time. Okay. That's what was in the trailers. Uh, yeah. And well, they're saying that the world is Gallia. Yeah, well, and that was the thing. Like, if if you look it up on, um, well, I just typed in Galleon Chronicles, um, and it comes up as Valkyria of the Battlefield Galleon Chronicles, Ah. or Valkyria Chronicles. So, yeah, it was called that in Japan, I think. Uh, I don't know. But it's weird, because... That was the name, and I was all excited for it, and then it disappeared, and I didn't hear anything about it. And then I saw Valkyria Chronicles, and I was like, what is this? Are they trying to steal that that Galleon Chronicles thing? <laughs> <laughs> and then it all kind of came together, and I was like, oh, oh, wait, it's a different name. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Send, nice. Send you no Valkyria Galleon Chronicles. Yeah. It's a... Uh... Anime, well, this one is anime series loosely based on the Sega video game. Yeah, and and that was the thing. Like the, I've seen the anime. The anime is really cool. Um, Looks good. But that was the original title for it way yeah. back when. Um, here's the here's the trailer from seven years ago. Okay. Does it list it's all in it Japanese? That, way? Huh? It, that might be the one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's all in Japanese, but Galleon Chronicles, Valkyria Chronicles story. Well, this is number two. Number two. Here's number one from seven years ago. <clears throat> and it's, well, yeah. Hmm. Check out your Skype machines. 1935, and then a symbol, and then three. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that was the thing. I was I was so excited for it, just based on what I was seeing, because it, it just looked like such a cool idea. It was... You know, oh, I love like, the artwork in these games. Yeah. Even though I suck at these games, I love the artwork. The artwork was amazing. It was it was kind of a um almost like an alternate history in a way. Yeah. And everything, you know, it was they said it was this other world, but obviously it's Europe and and 1935 and all. Well, sure. I mean, they get the windmills like up in Amsterdam yeah. and everything. So, yeah, I was always blown away by it, but it just it's it's crazy. It's it's one of those things that it it's gorgeous. I love the way it played. Um I I just absolutely adored that game on the PS3. Um Yeah. And even the the sequel which unfortunately came to the PSP. Um yeah. and then the third one which never came to the West. 
uh, and now they're they're doing the original back on the PS4. I'm very excited for this. It's yep. going to be great. Yeah, it's cool. It's really so. cool. All right. Well, I, and the thing is, I think, again, <clears throat> if this does well enough, I think we could see maybe them considering doing another Valkyrie game, like a new one. I mean, everybody wants to see Valkyrie 3, but it only came out in Japan, I think, and only on PC, didn't you? I thought it was on PSP as well. Maybe, yeah. I don't remember exactly, but uh, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, maybe if this happens, then they can bring 2 and 3 out or even bring a new one out for PS4. Like I said, we know that Sega hates money, so you never know. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, them doing Yakuza Zero. I, I think Yakuza Five did well enough that Yakuza Zero was it warranted. It was PSP only. <clears throat> okay. From 2011. <clears throat> well, they could convert and that. And Japan only. So. Yeah. Yeah. Never localized. Cool. Yeah, because I mean, I, I think that's part of it with Yakuza Five, is I believe. That Sony helped them bring the game up by having their Sony localization team work on it. Because they have, from what I've heard, they have the largest localization team in, in video games. That's the last I heard. So it sounds like they have those resources to be able to offer out, which is a good thing, you know? Yeah. So hopefully, maybe they can do some more stuff with Sega if it works out for both of them beneficially and. <clears throat> might have to be one of those things where it's a PlayStation exclusive like Yakuza, which I don't think Sega would have a problem with that with these games. Um, so, yeah, I mean, vote with your wallets, people. Do it. If you want to see any more stuff, this is the best way to, to make it happen. The trailer just blew my mind when I saw it originally because, I mean, that was unlike anything we had ever seen. And it's the HD canvas graphics engine. And that's what it looks like. Yeah. It looked like it was painted on canvas and it's moving and alive. And it was just stunning. Oh, I agree. I loved watching oh, people play. Coming it. from the PS2 and then seeing that on your screen, I was like, this is, <laughs> this is unreal. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I totally agree. Such a cool, but even the, the art, the design of all the characters and the, and the, clothing and the tanks and the setting and everything. It's just freaking awesome. Love that game. Hmm. Yeah. I, I've watched a lot of uh, streams of people playing it in the past and YouTube videos. And <clears throat> like I said, I stink at it. I played the demo. I think I even had the game here for a little bit and I played it and I was awful at it, but uh, it's a lot of fun to watch. It's just not my style. You know, too much thinking. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see here. What's next? Oh. I put this one in here just to piss Chaz, Chaz off. Uh, <laughs> we had this big debate on the staff a, f a few months ago when the news came out about this hitting something else. And they kept asking me if it was coming to PlayStation 4 because it didn't say anything in the press thing. I'm like, well, it's coming. Do you know, how do you know that? I'm like, I just know. <laughs> so finally we found out. Uh, the game Prison Architect is finally coming to PS4 and Xbox One and Xbox 360. All right. Uh, this is from Introversion Software Limited. Uh, they've teamed up with uh, the folks that we know at Double Eleven. Uh, very good people there to bring this game out to those consoles in the spring. Uh, I think this is, again, not really a game that focuses on my strengths, but I think that, uh, Josh, you probably like probably. this one. Yeah. <clears throat> 
and it's very popular in PC. So uh, it's it's I mean it's really popular in PC. So um, yeah, I mean it's another one of those live in prison type game. What was that one you played? Uh, the Escapists. Like, but yes. with this one, you're actually building a prison <coughs> and right, doing what you right. can to keep everybody in the prison. The this one, the the Escapists was obviously you're trying to escape. <laughs> you are a right. prisoner. Um, yeah, <laughs> kind of the opposite. Yeah, but I like I like both ideas actually. Um, so yeah, I I was actually looking at this on Steam. Um, but I knew that it was probably coming to the PS4 anyway. Uh, so I you know I started putting together a Steam wish list just to put everything on there because if they go on sale, the dumb thing is they go on sale and I look and I'm like, eh, eh. yeah, I still don't want it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm the same way. Unlike Mark who despises everything and never plays it, any yeah. of it at all. I mean, all. half of it, I'm like, it's yeah. probably coming to the PS4 anyway and I don't really want to sit in front of my computer and play games and eh. I say that, but I've hooked up the PS3 here again uh, with oh. the... Um, with the Elgato, uh, because I was uh, grabbing screens for Disney Infinity three. Oh, okay. Uh, for the PS three. So when I did that, that got me kind of excited because I was like, "Well, this is kind of cool." Because I could sit right here. the The Disney Infinity base is right next to me, and I could just pop characters on and off, and just sit here and play. This is freaking cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the lazy man's just best setup. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I I don't know. I I'm gonna try to capture more PS3 screens if I'm if I'm playing some of the older games. Uh, sure. So I started noticing that we really haven't done any true video capture mm, stuff in a while. It's all yeah. been live streams. So I really want to get back to that, but it, it's just been so rough staying with Rock and doing that. <clears throat> so, uh, it, it is funny. I mean, I'm, I'm home for the next three weeks. I'm working from home and I really want to do something like that, but I'm here to pack. So I'm, you know, obviously I'm not packing tonight cause we're recording and I have to work during the day, but, uh, I don't know if I'll have any time to well, do any of that and stuff. That was the thing with got the itch. Lego Marvel's Avengers. Um, <clears throat> there's, there's these team up moves. Uh, and I think I talked yeah. about them at some point, but, um, Every pair of characters, and it can be any two characters in the game, there's like over 800 unique moves, essentially, um, hmm. just by comboing up all these characters. You get them in there together, and you hit circle, and when they're, you'll see a line between them, like a blue line will appear between them, meaning you can do this combo move. And you hit circle, and they'll do this crazy combo based on each of their abilities. Uh, and they're fantastic, but you really have to see these things in hmm. motion. So as I was playing, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll just save the video. So I just saved, you know, the 15-minute chunk that I had played up to that point. I have no freaking time. I, I got this, what, Saturday, <laughs> Friday night? <laughs> and the review had to be done by yeah, like, today. Yeah. So I had no yeah. time to to do anything with that video. I have it, but... Yeah, I I wanted to put it in the review just to kind of show off some of the moves and everything and how it works. Well, you you could have put it up for me to grab and I could have yeah, edited something for you. I didn't really think about it until just now. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I saved it. And when I was pulling all the everything off the other day to get it over for the review uh, yesterday, um, last night. Yeah, we had, that one came really last minute and, and uh, Gravity Rush HD came like we had to have it done in a couple yeah. of days. So it was a weird yeah. week. I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm just kind of bummed because for the first time in a long time, I was like, oh, this would be perfect for video. Yeah, let me grab the video and I could do something with it. I'm like, I got no time to do anything with it. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, then put it up and one of us will edit it and put it up on the channel. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Um, no, not really. We'll see. Uh, I mean, it's raw 15 minutes. It would need to be pared down, obviously, which I could do, but mm-hmm. I don't know. who has time? So <laughs> I know. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, on to the next one. Let's go. Uh, delays right. plague the mighty number nine release. <gasps> the plague of delays. Plague. Yeah, um, <clears throat> Well, I mean, this one is starting to annoy people because this is one of those that was on Kickstarter. And, you know, they promised a lot of things. This is kind of why I've I've soured on Kickstarter as a whole. Um, But this is like the third delay. Okay, well, then let them bring it out last September and have it full full of bugs and have everybody be pissed off. Or... (laughs) Be realistic about the game that you're making because you've made how many other games in the past and put a realistic release date on this. That's, I, instead of over-promising and under yeah, I, I don't get bothered by any of that stuff. I mean, and I can't because the first thing I ever did with Kickstarter, was it the first thing or were they, I don't even think they were on Kickstarter, was Pure Solar. For the Genesis. Yeah. And that took years. Like I had forgotten sure. about it. <laughs> it's like every once in a while, somebody would say something or it would just pop into my brain again. I'm like, oh yeah, I wonder what's happened with that. Eh, it'll show up. I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and it was the same thing. Like they did, they did do a Kickstarter for like the Dreamcast and the PS4 version and all that stuff. Uh, sure. And I, I put in for the Dreamcast version, and it was another one of those things. It's delay after delay, and people are jumping on them, and I'm like, whatever. You know, it'll show up when it shows up. It, It's not going to sure. not show up. I, I trust these guys. I I got no problem with it. I'm, I'd rather have... Well, but I mean... There are are quite a few horror stories out there yeah. of you know people that take the money well, and run and but uh, this uh, is such a high profile game and the people behind it I it doesn't I I take all that into account if I go to a Kickstarter I'm I'm not sure. going to just back something that I think might be a fly by night thing or that hey we're going to make this new Mario game okay good luck with that and take my money and it's gone. Because Nintendo's going to shit all over you, you know. I mean, <laughs> you don't go for the for the obvious stuff. You go for stuff that really you feel has a good chance to to be made. Yakuza three or Yakuza, Yakuza um, Shenmue three. I sure that's happening. I'm sure that's happening. MST three K. I'm sure that's happening. I'm not worried about losing my money yeah. there. You know. 
I I don't go for the for the other little weird games that will probably show up on Steam Greenlight next year. You know. Um, yeah. So I just don't get bothered by that. You know, like this. If if I was interested in Mega Man, I would have put in for this. I I definitely would have backed this mm. because I would have no qualms about this releasing. And honestly, I don't give a shit. It comes when it comes. I'd rather have it good. Well, that's you. You have to remember that most of the internet doesn't have any patience. And that's a problem. They have to learn patience. (laughs) I mean... But at the same time, I I, I really do feel like this is a problem, especially on the crowdfunding side, is that they, they don't they don't use their better judgment when they make things like uh, putting release dates or even release well, windows on there but and not yeah. really knowing. Not everybody, uh-huh. but yeah. But it happens all the time. No, you hear about it all the time. It's not happening all the time. The ones that where it doesn't happen, you never hear that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. The ones that went off without a hitch, you never hear about. They just went off and it was perfect. It's the ones that... Well, even Oculus didn't yeah. go off without a hitch. I mean, they had a lot of Kickstarter uh, uh, backers that weren't getting their... Their Oculus units before some other ones went out and all yeah, kinds of crazy shit. But that's it's what I'm saying. The ones Kickstarter doesn't really manage any of that shit. It's it's that South Park episode all over again. Kickstarter is just there to take your money and and basically give you a web interface. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah I'm kind of done with crowd crowdfunding. Well, like anytime we get a PR email like our Kickstarter started, I'm like, I don't care. That's, that's this? I don't care. That's almost like sending me an email saying, "Hey, come meet YouTube star." Blah blah blah. Yeah, I'm not, no, I'm out. No, I'm out. See, I don't was, care. I was less, and it's funny. I, I think it's it might just be because I did the first thing I did with some kind of funding like that was Pure Solar <laughs> with the Genesis, and that one sure. I I was fine with because when you think about it. That was a game they had to get right and it had to be as bug-free as possible because there was no way to update that. It's a Genesis cartridge. You're not going to download an update for it if it's fucked up. And it was a big RPG. There was no way they could fuck that up. You know, they had to be very careful and had to make sure that it was as clean as possible before it released. Right. And then they wanted to do you know, multiple regions. And that was so cool about it. They had the original Genesis box, you know, it, it looked exactly. And if you were in the PAL region, it had like that, that mega drive box. And then there was an Asian version with that type of box. You know, they, they went all out to make this just a really special thing. So when it did finally show up, I was like, oh, this is awesome. I wish I had ordered like three, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> it really is cool. Um, <clears throat> that game's weird, though, because I played it for a while and I found it rather confusing at times, like where to go next yeah, and yeah, what to do can next. Be. But I was yeah. just blown away by the fact that it was this brand new game for the Genesis and the love and care they put into it, you know, was just fantastic. Very good soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I have a lot of patience. I do. If, if I'm going to do something like that, I, I give them my money and I'm like, yeah, it'll, it'll show up. You know, I, I'm not, (laughs) 
chomping at the bit, like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? It's, I don't know. I, I that's just me now. I, I can't be bothered. Yeah. It will take quite a lot for me to crowdfund yeah. something. So, uh, this was originally slated for September, 2015, then moved to February 9th. And now it's looking like spring with no definitive date. Um, right. But they said the team explains this slippage is rooted in bugs inside the network modes and specifically problems with matchmaking. Mm. So, well, there you go. I mean. And it doesn't surprise me that that's the problem since a lot of indie developers really shy away from networking stuff whatsoever. Uh, If they don't find a middleware that they can just use like for leaderboards or whatever, they usually don't do it because their Mm -hmm. teams are so small. Yeah. So. Yeah. Still sucks. But it's coming. It's not a big deal. It'll well, show up. That's that's what we've been hearing It'll for a while. It'll show up. It's fine. <laughs> not a big deal. <clears throat> yeah. So all this all this free time you've had because of the Blizzard. Did you play anything besides Marvel? I played Marvel for about seventeen, eighteen hours. So not really. Oh my god. Yeah, I saw you on it a lot. <laughs> um, I did, like I said, I I played Disney Infinity 3 on the PS3 because in one of those sales at some point over the last couple of months, it was under five bucks, I think, or under 10 bucks, whatever it was. It was was like $7 probably (laughs) for the digital version. I was like, all right, (laughs) why not? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, I'm, I'm grabbing screens and everything and I'm looking to see. There is a definite difference in terms of the visuals not huge not like oh my gosh this looks terrible but there's a clear difference between the ps4 and the ps3 in the visuals in that game well i would just otherwise it's the same game you know of course it is um sure there's no reason it wouldn't be i mean is it all the same stuff is it the same levels okay it's the exact same game. It just looks better on the PS4. There's your review. Done. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm just trying to grab some screens and I'm going to you know, put it together and throw that up there as a review um, so that we have it on the site. Cool. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, play the crap out of Lego Marvels. I finished the story. I finished all the... Um, Wow. Yeah. And I finished all the um unlocked story missions. Um God, the thing is those games always have so much well, content I can't. And that's the thing. That. Seventeen hours. I think it's seventeen wait. I'll have to find it. When I when I do the review, I'll mention it. Because um, I, I actually said to that point um how long I had been through. Um I don't see it right here. So yeah, it was it was a long time. Um but either way, with all that done, I'm only at 35% of Jeez. the total game. <laughs> you can never say about these Lego games that they don't give oh you a lot gosh. of game for the money. That's all yeah. they do. It's crazy. It really is crazy. So, yeah, I'll I'll wait to really talk about it. Uh Till we get to the review. Um, sure. But, uh, oh, here it is. As of this write-up, I'm about 18 hours in and only at 35% complete. 
Yeah. Well, and the cool thing is there's like a little radar down in the corner. So, you know, you're up on the helicarrier and you jump in the little uh, space plane and you fly up into space and you can take a look at the whole world and see where you want to drop into, you know, Barton's farm or Korea or um, there's even a link to Asgard, um, Malibu, Washington, DC, you know, there's a bunch of places you can go when you go, you basically essentially you're jumping out of the plane and you're skydiving down into the area. This is the loading screen, you know, so you see your two little guys and all these clouds are going by cloud, 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 cloud. And then (laughs) the radar thing pops up and you see it just light up with all the different things in that area for you to find. And it's pretty impressive in the smaller places like South Africa and, and Malibu and stuff like that. You look at it and you're like, Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Uh-huh. When you hit New York, when you hit Manhattan, it's, it's like freaking Christmas. It's overload. All it is, is a million colors all laid on top of each other all over the city. <laughs> See, to me that it, I, I would look at that and just say, nah, I really don't feel like playing this. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't like being hit in the face like that and just being well, overwhelmed right away. But the right good away. thing about it is you're not going to spend the whole time wandering New York City like, where can I go next? Where Maybe I'm going to stumble across sure. something. You can see stuff on the radar and you can go right to it and find it. Um, the cool thing is when you've got stuff like you meet a character and the character says, hey, can you go find this for me or can you go do this for me? It lights those up on the map as as bigger red pulsating blobs. But as you go, like I was like, oh, this is too easy. And I went straight to one of them. And that red blob kind of moved around a little bit. So uh-huh. it just tells you, yes, you're in the general area. But now you actually have to find the thing. So it doesn't uh-huh. really, when you're looking for things like that on a mission, it won't give you the exact GPS coordinates, here it is, go. It it gives you a generalized area and then you have to figure it out from there. So, oh, okay. so it's cool. It's with something like that that looks so overwhelming and could be so overwhelming, they at least hold your hand a little bit and make it so that it's not just a pain in the ass. You know, it it is actually fun and you can get through it because all all you're doing with those is you're finding all those things and bringing them back so that you can unlock either that character or something else or a different character or something. Um, right. And you don't want to just be beating, beating your head against the wall to do that. You know, you, you want to, you want to have fun with it and you want to, it has to be a bit of a challenge, but yeah, it's, it's a good mix. I I like that. So, but I'll get into the rest of it. You know, during the review. Yeah, at least get the review yeah. uh, score. Um, <laughs> I think I think that's all I played. I I do have. You know, there's another hee haw came. Really, it's a one disc hee haw collection cornfield classics. Oh, so it's just I all think the. So. Is it just all the the cornfield seg- segments? So. Well, 
Oh, wait. No, it oh. was because I read it. Uh, I was reading through it, and I was actually going to watch it because it's, it's short, obviously. It's just one disc. Um, sure. I think it's like one or two. No, it's two episodes is basically what it is. Really? Who are the, uh, who are the guest stars? Da, 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 da. Roger Miller performing Dang Me. Peggy Little okay. performing I Wish I Didn't Have to Miss You. Hagers huh. perform Hagers performing the Hager uh, the Hager Twins your children Nashville nice. edition performing Break My Mind Roy mm. Clark uh, the things that might have been Roger Miller that's the way I feel nice. Buck Owens Bridge Over Troubled Water and Love's nice. gonna live here and then episode forty eight Buck Owens Loretta Lynn Bill Anderson Roy Clark Loretta Lynn Hagers uh, Susan Ray Bill Anderson Buck Owens. So yeah, nice. so there's that, um, and uh, and that Carol Burnett show thing that I one of the ones that I did, you know, the lost episodes, which was like six discs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there is a part two to that apparently. <laughs> Treasures Holy from the shit. Vault with six more discs because I open it up and I'm like, huh? And it says disc seven, and I went, wait, what? And then I realized that, like, this is sort of volume two of that. So it's just wow. seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, basically. Um, and it's just more of the. It's freaking fantastic. Jonathan Winters, Joan Rivers, Sonny and Cher, Paul Lynn, Art Carney, Betty Grable, Mickey Rooney, oh, Bob Hope, Ronald Reagan. Yeah, it's pretty freaking wow. awesome. Um, and those actually Wait, let me grab the papers here. I know. Hang on one second. <laughs> okay, so that the Carol Burnett show, that comes out February ninth. Okay. Um it's fifty nine ninety nine. It is fantastic. Uh fifty nine ninety nine Suggested retail price. I'm sure it's much cheaper than that on sure. Amazon. Uh, six discs. Like I said, it's 15 complete uncut episodes and more than four hours of bonus features. Yeah. Wow. So it's it's got some really, really funny stuff. I mean, the Jonathan Winter stuff is pretty awesome. Um, that guy is one yeah, of my comedy heroes. <laughs> He's so, so funny. Um, Man was a genius, and then all the all the new stuff, all the four hours of bonus stuff. It's Tony Bennett, yeah. Steve Carell. Um, Wait, yeah. Steve Carell, Tina Fey, uh, Burt Reynolds. It's a whole bunch of people, you know, just kind of talking about. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was gonna say Steve no. Carell couldn't have been well, on that Tina show. Fey. There's no way. <laughs> um, that, that too, yeah. But yeah, they're talking about. The influence of the Carol Burnett show and the variety show and, sure. you know, and just their favorite memories and things like that. It's, it's pretty freaking awesome. Um, so yeah, nice. these are the, those early things from the first five seasons that have just kind of been lost to time. And now they've got the full episodes here and it's, it's great. It's beautiful. So yeah, there's those two. Um, the hee-haw one is also coming out February 9th 
And that with two episodes okay. is only twelve ninety five. Yeah. Wow. So roughly six fifty a yeah six fifty an episode, which is pretty cool. That's about in line. I mean, usually it's five ninety nine for something in HD, so yeah. maybe it's a little high, but they had to do some some digging um, and everything. The other thing is, <laughs> this is what the 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 paper shows me. Um, if you go to timelife.com and, and look up the Hee Haw collection, they have like special um, 11 episodes across eight DVDs or 23 episodes across 14 DVDs. Uh, those, because you're going directly through Time Life, there is no discount. <laughs> the 11 yeah. episode one, it, the eight DVD set is 100 bucks. The 14 oh. DVD set with 23 episodes is 190 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. God. I've only done that once with Time Life because we didn't have yeah. Amazon and all that stuff back then. Um, they released the entire mm, Muppet yeah. Show box set. And I've mentioned it before where like every episode has an extra skit because they take the For skit Europe, out in the yeah. U.S. because we have more ads over here. And I am... So happy that I have that set, but that's the only thing I ever bought directly it's, from Time Life when it came out because I found found out about it. I'm like, it's Fuck, funny I'm because it. Um, Farscape, the TV show, um, which was on Sci-Fi right. back before it was Sci-Fi when it was Sci-Fi, <laughs> go uh, Sci-Fi. That was from. It was filmed in Australia, um, and it was the Henson Company. They were doing. They were doing puppet creatures uh, for a lot of the aliens and things right. like that. They wanted to see if they could actually pull this off and, and make it like a really well-done sci-fi type show. And it, it was fantastic. It was one of my favorite shows. Um, but it's either the DVD – because I, I have the Blu-ray set. I got the Blu-ray set. And I think I still have the – I think I kept the DVD set because one of them – and I think it's the DVD set – had the extra couple minutes from the Australian run of the show. Same reasoning because, oh, okay. you know, because commercials they had to cut. So there's a little bit more story in every single one of the episodes on one of those sets. And I think when they did the Blu-ray, they pulled it from the U S release and you lost all that. So it looks much better and it's Ugh. fantastic. That's on Blu-ray and it's much more compact, you know, less discs and everything. But you kind of lost the the cool stuff, <laughs> so yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think I kept both. If that's the way it went down, I I just when you said that it it just popped into my head. Um. <laughs> so yeah, uh, if you're a fan of Carol Burnett or Hee Haw, obviously, um, mm -hmm. they're both worth picking up. Um, uh, Carol Burnett show for me. I mean, that's. You know, that's the thing I grew up on. I loved it. Yeah, the Carol Burnett show is... I it mean, is. that's just And it. it really was the... Kind of the... I don't know. I, I don't want to say it was really the template for Saturday Night Live and all those. There were variety shows before that. <laughs> but but this oh, yeah, one definitely. was was different in its own way. You know, it wasn't it wasn't live, but if they cracked up, 
they didn't yell cut and stop the whole thing and, you know, reset and, and go back. That was part of the fun of the show was the spontaneous nature of it where Tim Conway would make somebody laugh when they weren't supposed to, they were supposed to still be in character and, and they'd be busting up trying not to just fall apart there on, on camera and they'd leave that in. So that was the fun part of the show. That's I think what was different about it really. Um, That, you know, you could see on Saturday night live now, and yep, I will say by the way, Saturday Night Live seems to be getting on one yeah. of their uptrends again. Because I've been watching a lot of clips from the last few weeks, and they've been really good. They had one when Ronda Rousey uh, uh, hosted, and it was a courtroom, and there was like the sixteen-year-old kid up in the uh, up in the box, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it, <laughs> testifying, and it was basically that. He he is a sixteen year old kid hooked up with two of his hot d- teachers, and like the the judge and everybody, all the you know it's all the guy. It's like South Park <laughs> with the nice, and the guy and the and the kid's mom is just sitting there because she's trying to sue the school, and she's all of a sudden she'll open up her mouth, monsters, and then close her mouth back up, and the and basically the defense lawyer is talking to the kid. And he's asking, you know, questions like, so, you know, did this affect your social life? And he goes, oh, yeah, I got a lot more friends now. And I've got all these great nicknames like Stud and whatever, all these nicknames he goes through. Um, and then, I don't know, well. it, you should watch it. It's like five minutes. But it's really funny because uh, it, it's it's just so weird to see somebody joke around about that. But, I mean, you see it on South Park, too. <clears throat> but uh, a lot of the, I mean, now that we're in the politi- political season, mm. all the debate jokes and, you know, the whole Sarah Palin yeah. thing with Donald Trump and because Tina Fey came back to in do the Sarah Palin again. And, oh, yeah. I mean, th- I'm telling you, like, the la- this this season has been really well, good so my far. My problem with Saturday Night Live, and even back when I loved it, even back in the Eddie Murphy days and, well, back in the Dan Aykroyd days and the Bill Murray days, um, they don't know when to end a sketch. Like they they should end the sketches yeah. about three minutes before they do because the jokes start to right. fall flat. They start doing the same joke over and over again. And it just doesn't work after the first five times you hear it. It just becomes way too played out and they go on way too long with these sketches most of the time. Um, oh yeah, definitely. That's always been the problem with it for me. So I haven't, really watch Saturday Night Live in decades. <laughs> I, mean, I wanna say. See, I haven't either, but I haven't either, but they put a yeah. lot of their clips on, on YouTube. Yeah. And then they actually run the episodes on Hulu. And I haven't watched a full episode yet, but I've been watching a lot of clips on on YouTube and, and what I've seen has been really well, funny so it's far. funny because what I was gonna say about Saturday Night Live is half the fun of that was especially like Eddie Murphy would start to lose it and he'd be, he'd be trying oh, yeah. desperately to keep it together uh, with him and Piscopo. They'd be cracking each other up the whole time and they're both trying to, you know, yeah. stay serious and, and get through the sketch. From what I've heard, Lauren Michaels hates that. Despises. Oh yeah, that, he does. Does not want to have anybody have a real moment on that show. 
um, guys, yeah. can we stop doing it, this? Which is ridiculous because that's that's the best part of the show when they break it up is. and and the illusion is broken and it just becomes a thousand times funnier watching them try to get through it at that point. And that's the part he hates. Yep. <laughs> but, I, but I think that's also because we're used to seeing that stuff on Carol Burnett. I mean, that was really the show. I mean, you would see it every now and then on variety shows from yeah. way before we were born. But the Carol Burnett show was the one that, in my mind, always sticks out when you saw people trying to kind of screw each other up, even though they're trying to have a skit yeah. and, you know, something that's written. Uh, Tim Conway and here Harvey Corman, my God! Yeah, the two, Those two were together. legendary. Holy crap! <laughs> the two yeah. of them and the and the things they would do, and just watching like like all four of them at some point would something would happen, and they would just lose it, and then they're trying to turn their head and not look at the at the other person, and they're trying to hide their face because they're you can see they're dying. Yep, <laughs> it's it's so much fun to watch. It's just it's great. Oh, I agree. So yeah, I it's one of my favorite shows. I just I'm so excited that they're they're doing this stuff because I, I saw these when I was a small child. I have you know I have yeah, memories me of certain sketches and I have memories of things in my head, but. I I don't remember three quarters of what went on on this show, and I'm 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 surprised. By <laughs> I don't either. Half of what went on on this show, uh, it's yeah. really fun to go back and and see it all. And I just I love that we're getting to a point now where they're going back and they're they're making all this stuff available again. All these things that when yep. we were kids, you watched it when it was on. You might get to see it in a rerun in the summer, and then that was it. You would never, ever see it again. So if you didn't see it right off the bat, you were never going to see it again. And these things were just lost to time. And and obviously yeah. things have changed dramatically with DVRs and the internet and Hulu and Netflix and everything else. But digging these old things up, these things that haven't seen the light of day for 40 years. It's fantastic to see them again. I just, I, I absolutely love it. I, Hell, I was happy when I got Buck <laughs> Rogers, the complete series. Goddamn space vampire. Even with that shitty second season. <sighs> yeah. The space vampire. space vampire, uh, and sledgehammer. And they took the, the laugh track out. And um, top, uh, uh, not top secret. Police um, squad, <laughs> but you know what? Uh, police squad. That police. It's only six episodes, but my god, it's so it's so amazingly good. And and the different commentary tracks, and they're talking about like their inspiration for the show, and and listening to Robert Wall, who was a writer on the show at the time, just act like a complete <laughs> dick about it. I mean, he's so he couldn't be more disinterested in police squad at that point because his career obviously has gone way past writing for that show but i mean he didn't even put any effort in i'm like just why did you show up <laughs> like he would talk about something and he's like yeah i really don't remember anything about this one I, I was stupid paid him back a then. lot of money just to show up <laughs> they um, probably did but yeah it's i don't know why i was thinking about this like maybe a week ago i yeah. Buck Rogers came into my head, and the fir- my first thought was that damn st- that stupid fucking space vampire. And, space vampire. And then right after God, I said that in my head, I was like, "Holy shit! 
and the space mummy. The v- they were going like the whole, all they oh, needed yeah. was a space Frankenstein and, and they would have hit the trifecta at that point. <laughs> you know, how, you know how much of a nerd I am. Do you even know what they actually call uh, the space the vampire? Vorta. No, that was, that was from deep nope. space nine. It's close. Uh, what was he? I can't remember. The Vorvon. That's the Vorvon. <laughs> How the fuck do I remember well, his, that? His whole thing was he did the he did the he didn't drain their no, blood. He did the he Hawaiian you know hang loose thing, and they put it up to your neck, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. leave you with these bruise marks yeah. on your neck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stupid fucking space vampire! <laughs> that was the first time yeah. when I was yeah. watching that show. That was, that was the still first in the first season. season. The space mummy was that- the second season. The it second was season, was, season was so bad. Yes. When they got in the searcher. And Tweaky's voice oh, changed. God. Yeah, and then and, Hawkman and showed the, up. and He's a golden man! <laughs> the golden man no. and, the, and the dwarves. Think about the brain. Think about the brain. On think, on think, on think. Yeah, on think. But the first, I mean, the first season was, was 24 a episodes, so yeah. at least we got a lot yeah. of good stuff in the first season. Yeah. And see, that was the thing. It it had some, it had some really good ideas. It had some really good episodes, but then like the, yeah. oh, what was their name? Was it, An- <clears throat> no, it wasn't Andromeda. Was it Andromeda? The band. Oh, Andromeda was. Uh, the, the, the band. Oh, with, yeah. Uh, with what's his yeah. face from. Uh, yeah, from everything, everything. From every lawyer show. Um, when, like, he's from. Well, no, he, he was. He's on. Uh, um, I always want to say Law and Order. Yeah, yeah. Right. Law and Order. He was, but uh, oh but yeah, he was in he a was bunch in of movies. He was in FX. The movie but, yeah, he was the manager. <laughs> yeah, and he's screwing them over. Obviously, he was using them to, to yeah, I control people's Antonio. minds. Yeah, Jerry Orbach. I think it was. Oh. Yeah, it was Andromeda. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. The music. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh my gosh. Uh, and and Buck always <laughs> wanting three dog uh-uh. night. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, that show. <laughs> oh man, I don't think I have that clip because um, Pat Oswalt does these. On one of his albums, and it was uh, iTunes exclusive for a long time, so I don't have it in MP3 form. Thanks iTunes, but he does this whole thing about um, um, mm-hmm. uh, Evans, Robert Evans, um, about how he used to do the the lead-ins for ESPN, and he's like, oh, I remember back when I was hanging out with Gil <laughs> Gerard on a boat. <laughs> and, like these crazy stories, and then he would end up with like, Packers, Cowboys, catch it. Oh, if I had that clip, but I, I think I don't think I've had an MP3. Well, Damn it! Yeah, <clears throat> I think in the in the movie anyway. or in the first step, the, I honestly thought that he cursed, and I honestly thought that he cursed on NBC, and I was like, oh, "Did they? How did that get by?" It might it have happened wasn't. the first time. No, and then what they it was, it. he was saying, "I I didn't understand what he was saying," um, because yeah he's flying somewhere and somebody says something to him and he's like, well, well you better get your funk and Wagnalls checked. And he was talking about oh, the dictionary yeah, funk and Wagnalls. I had never heard of that. All I knew was yep. Webster's and it sounded like he said fucking Wagnalls. And I was like, well, what's a Wagnall? Well, but 
Johnny Carson used to use Funk yeah, and Wagnalls all the I time. Know. I I had no idea what he was talking about, and I honestly thought he said that, but it never made sense because I'm like, what's a Wagnall? You know, like, what are they saying? Is that like some, is that the wing of their spaceship? Or am I missing something here? <laughs> yeah. And it was, what's a Nubian? It's <laughs> a Nubian. <laughs> Bitch, I almost. <laughs> Bitch, I yeah. almost cracked up. Um, what's a Nubian? That was a good line. Um, I honestly, I, I had no idea. It was years before it dawned on me or before somebody, it, it came up that I was like, oh, Funk and Wagnalls. Oh, I get it now. I I did not know. Wait, and that wasn't like, a dictionary. That was what encyclopedias, was. wasn't it? I, I don't know sure what Funk and Wagnalls was, but yeah, it it was not fucking Wagnalls, which I thought it was <laughs> at the time. And I was stunned. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I hope nobody heard that because... I don't want to get in trouble and I don't want them to tell me I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh that was, man, that's awesome. It took me a long time to get that Buck Rogers box set because it was but, really one, expensive. Well, I bought it when it was suddenly down to like 13 bucks at, at some point. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like a Black yeah. Friday thing and all of a sudden it went way down. That's when I grabbed it. So, but yeah, that second season. Ugh. Me too. Yeah, that second season, let's just oh, not even, man. let's not speak of that. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Anyway, sure. you done? <laughs> All right. <coughs> uh, so I played a ton of World of Tanks. Uh, I have been playing the hell out of that game with, uh, with Johnny's a boy and some other people. Cool, uh, you know, I did it? the stream. It is a fun game, and in terms of a free-to-play game, I think it's one of the better-looking out of a lot of them. Um, I yeah, I'm I'm really impressed with it so far. Uh, been playing the heck out of it though, just uh, hours and hours into it. I will say though, the grind is real. Uh, you get past tier three, and and the grind is real. You really got to put a lot of time and effort into some of these tanks to get experience on the tank and earn enough silver, earn enough regular experience, that sort of thing. <clears throat> um, I was stuck with a, a, a tier four, uh, like a Mark four M four, whatever. And, uh, the turret doesn't really turn very much. It only turns about 35 degrees. Oh my God. That thing is just such a pain in the ass. Um, so I finally got past that up to a, uh, an M four Sherman basically, which is a tier five. And that's kind of what I've been playing a lot with lately, but, um, really enjoying the heck out of it. Uh, only had a couple of instances with some network issues. We got into one match and the, and lag was just crazy bad, but that's one out of, I don't know how many matches. I mean, probably a hundred at this point. Uh, when, if you do play though, definitely go through the tutorials, try to find some people that are playing it, you know, join up with myself and Johnny's a boy. Uh, we've kept some tier one and tier two tanks around to help you help some people get, get going like, uh, Revy and, few other people uh, trying to help them kind of build up a little bit. Uh, we also got somebody from the stream uh, had has now started playing with us a little bit. This guy calls himself Cornbread, and he played a lot of the PC version. So he kind of knows what the different paths are, you know, through uh, Tier 1 through 10. So he's been very helpful with helping us, you know, kind of get through some of that stuff. But 
<clears throat> yeah, I, I I gotta say it's it's a very very solid game, and it's it, it's actually one of those instances that I'm not too upset that it was on the 360 and then the Xbox One for a year before we got it. Uh, you know, 360 even longer than a year because it, it really does feel like they ironed out a lot of the issues that yeah. you would get early on in a game. And it just, it's incredibly solid. Matchmaking's working really well overall. We had a couple of little glitches here and there, but uh, it's working really well. The squad system works really well to, you know, to, or the platoon, I mean, uh, to get going with uh, you and four other people. Uh, the voice chat in-game is actually really good. It's 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 a pretty fantastic game in terms of just the maturity and, and uh, the the level of depth in that game. Um, yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. We've been... We've been playing a little bit too much of it, probably. <laughs> uh, also played some Gravity Rush Remastered, but we're going to try to get Dave on to do the review after the break, so we'll wait to talk about that. Because uh, he says his internet took a shit, and that's what was happening, so he's good to go. Uh, also played a game that I've had on Steam for a while. Finally came out on PS4. We'll have a full review on the website. Uh, actually, I think we already do, now that I think of it. Uh, a game called Not a Hero. Uh, smaller game. Uh, side-scrolling and not really 8-bit graphics but retro-ish graphics but a lot more color than you're used to that sort of thing you know like uh, good resolution still incredibly funny writing Uh, but it's it's the side-scrolling game and you go either way you can go up down left right Uh, but it's all side view and it's it's kind of like if if it was a, a retro video game version of an action movie so you can do these crazy slide moves with cross and then you can like knock a guy down and then you can go up and, and you know, do the final death blow in the oh, head with one shot, the death blow. uh, hide behind cover. <laughs> oh man, we're missing the death blow. <clears throat> I even did the hands there. Um, so did I, <laughs> but you know, you'll have different mi- <laughs> <laughs> fucking Kramer. Um, you'll, you'll have like different missions. <laughs> so you have to like get in and set some explosives on a building. You're working for the mayor who's actually, uh, yeah. Is he like a rabbit, I think, or something? Um, yeah. Uh, but you have to like go in and, and set, set set a charge in a building and get out, or you have to go and and free some some prisoner or you know some some hostage, uh, or you just have to go in and kill all these guys that are working for a mobster. Uh, but it's all about like just crazy visceral action. But at the same time, it's it's very cartoony uh, and really over the top uh, in terms of some of the grenades. You can get some of the special weapons. Uh, you know, they'll give you different objectives, like finish this level in under 40 seconds, which I'll never do uh, because I look around too much. But uh, I'll tell you, man, it is a fun game, and it ramps up pretty well. You actually unlock different characters to play as, and every character has their strengths and weaknesses. So your initial character <clears throat> pretty much just has a pistol as his uh, as his default weapon. Next guy up has a shotgun, which is really powerful, but limited range and uh, reloading takes longer. The next one up is this woman, and she uses a pistol as well, kind of a smaller pistol, but she can reload on the run. So the characters just keep kind of ramping up that way. Uh, really fun game. I, I have not read our review yet, but uh, I've had it for a while, and, and I can tell you I really like it. And it, it's a game that I keep going back to. Like if I just want to spend 15, 20 minutes on something, it's either that or Rocket League right now. And, and um, it, it's a lot of fun. So I, I definitely recommend that one. Uh, and then I actually went back and started playing uh, MLB 15 the show a lot more frequently, uh, working on my road to the show. I want to get uh, this character retired. I want to get him done before 16 comes out. 
I don't know why because I can transfer them, but I just I just want to get it done. So I've been playing a lot more of that, um, and then also stupid Madden NFL 16, continuing that stupid online season with everybody. Uh, apparently, everybody that's a safety or a cornerback in Madden NFL 16 is from Krypton. <laughs> I, I've just come to that conclusion because they can run faster than any other player. They are invincible, and they always get into position no matter where they're coming from. They could be 90 degrees, like directly behind my guy, 180 degrees, and they could still find a way to get in front of him for a pick. I just it's, – it's bullshit. And I'm not the only one saying this in the, in the league, by the way, so getting pissed off. And then uh, I don't know what it was, but yesterday uh, got on with Stoffnator and with uh, – I always get this wrong – BW3QA – uh, and played like seven hours of Battlefield 4. <laughs> Got on one server that had a rotation of a bunch of the newer maps, and then we went and found a server that had the, the vanilla rotation, and Revy got on and played with us for a few minutes. Um, it, you know, we were all mentioning, this game was essentially a launch title, and my God, it still looks great. It plays great, it looks great. You know, Once they got through all those problems in the first few months, it's a fantastic game. And it's going to be tough to to beat, in my opinion. Uh, it's I, I do hope that we see a new Battlefield this year. I don't think we will. I, or we might see it, but it won't be out this year. Uh, I really wish Battlefield would go back and redo 1942. Like an HD version of 1942 with the new engine and everything. Uh, I'm kind of getting sick of modern combat or advanced combat and everything else that the Call of Duties have been doing. And I never liked Battlefield 2142 to begin with on PC. Um, but man, I'm telling you, Battlefield Four, and and that's this is probably one of the only times I'll ever say it. But the season pass is worth it. Uh, now you can just get the platinum edition or whatever they call it uh, that comes with all the the season pass stuff uh, in the same package. It's or premium, I think it is. <clears throat> but they really supported the hell out of the game, and they're still a. They just released a map like what three weeks ago. So yeah, love it. Absolutely love that game still. And then uh, watched a movie that a lot of my movie-watching friends recommended. Looked a little pretentious to me in the in the trailers and everything, but I said I'd give it a try. It's a movie called Cesario, or Cesario, yeah. with Emma, Emily Blunt. It's and, a, yeah, I uh, think it's Sicario. Sicario? Uh, I thought... Uh, not sure if uh, it's jogging, maybe jogging. Well, not sure Emily if it's Blunt, Silent J or not. I think was on Howard Stern and she was talking about it back when it came out in the theaters ah, and okay. yeah, it's Sicario. I'm almost positive. Cause she was talking about it and okay. they kept talking about it over and over again because they gave him like a, like an advanced copy to watch before she came in. So they were, he was like, this is awesome. It's amazing. And you're so good. And it's so cool seeing a woman in this role and blah, blah, blah. He was going off on it. So nice. Nice. Um, yeah, it's, uh, basically she is, I don't know who she's actually working for, um, but she's in an agency and some other agency guy shows up and they're like, Hey, uh, we need you for a task force and Benicio del Toro is there and he barely says any words. And it, it's really odd because you're kind of following along and finding shit out as she's finding shit out. Uh, like who she can trust, who she can't trust, that sort of thing. Um, it, it's really well done. I thought there were probably two parts of it that felt 
a little bit slow and pretentious to a certain extent, but then you kind of find out what happens after and you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense now, you know? Uh, I mean, it starts off really, I mean, it, it, it it's a, a, a punch to the face how it starts off. Um, but great pacing all the way through, some really crazy scenes, and uh, very well written, very well directed. This is the guy that's going to direct Blade Runner 2. Mm. So, yeah, uh, very beautifully done. So, highly recommended and, and surprisingly good. I rented it off the PSN, actually, on the PS4, and uh, I watched it that way, and uh, I really enjoyed it. So, uh, the director, Dennis Villanueva, he did a very good job. Yeah, Emily Blunt, Benicio Del Toro, Josh Brolin, uh, the guy from Burn Notice is in it, and you're like looking at him the whole time, like, is that the guy from Burn Notice? <laughs> uh, and the guy that's going to be playing uh, Frank Castle in Daredevil in the new season is in this as well. Mm. You'll recognize him probably. But yeah, very good. I was, I was impressed. Cool. And that's about mm. it for me. Yeah. So, when we come back, we'll uh, talk about what's going on around PS Nation. We'll uh, have Dave back on to do the Gravity Rush Remastered review, if his internet works. Uh, we'll have Josh review Lego Marvel's Avengers, and maybe some emails, and we'll get the hell out of here. Be right back. Uh, guess what? We we picked up a hitchhiker. Dave's here. Hello. Oh god! I, for a second there, I thought it was going to be the same way. <laughs> you dick. Uh, so Dave's going to uh, sit with us for the rest of the episode. We're going to talk. Obviously, he's here for the review for Gravity Rush Remastered. But you know, we'll hang out and talk about whatever else as well. But first off, Josh has got to tell us what's going on around PS Nation. Uh, well. The Witness. Um, Keith got mm-hmm. his review up. Witness me! It's a very good review. It's one of those games where you really have to be careful not to spoil anything. And he did a really good job of that. Um, awesome. Yeah, I saw a lot of people on Twitter today saying don't even read anything read about his. it. And- because, I mean, obviously people can tell you how to do the puzzles, and I guess a couple of reviews even <laughs> went into that, which, they do fuck that? you guys. I don't know. I don't get why people do that. No, you can read his. It's not going to give anything away. Um, it's good, though. Uh, he is also doing uh, the Sunday stream uh, with The Witness Yeah. Uh, this coming Sunday. So we figured, why not? Indeed. Um, that's really the only review that went up, uh, partly because 
minecarts and partly because Lego Marvel <laughs> and um <clears throat> there are a lot of reviews coming um so yeah it's yeah, there that's going to be a little crazy um when those all hit yeah uh we do have the last week on the daily poll uh, has gone up. Um, Indeed. And that one, I'm not going to spoil it for everybody. <laughs> you can go check it off. Your, <laughs> check it out yourself. Um, <clears throat> the questions were, how often do you finish games you start? Uh, when do you normally consider yourself done with a game? Um the variations on a theme. Um, <laughs> if, if it's Destiny, World of Tanks, Battlefield 4, or Rocket League, never! Have? Um, what do you think of the Witness's $40 price tag? Uh, oh, and uh, PS Nation starts its 10th year in February. Let's ask how long have you been listening to the podcast? So, yeah. Yeah, Those so, stats were kind of surprising yeah. when I was looking at them on Twitter. Uh, I didn't even look at I'm it. Spoilers. They were surprising. Damn it. Now we have, while you guys are doing your reviews, man, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just seeing it, it for I the first time myself. I realized so. that was one of the yeah. questions. <laughs> I, I usually see them, but I don't think I saw that one. Um, yeah, <laughs> interesting. I I don't get the... I don't get that there's a controversy around... A forty dollar price tag for the witness, I guess, because it's just a PSN download, and people are like, "What the hell?" Well, it's not I though; know, it's a PC I'm game as well. It's not a physical release, although he has said once it's all done and once the dust settles, he wants to do a physical release of it, which is what I'm waiting for. Right. Um, but they no, also said automatically twenty bucks, right? Of course, even though it's more than a hundred hours of gameplay. So, forty bucks sounds pretty fucking fantastic for a game that's more than a hundred hours of gameplay. Um, I I don't know why that's an issue. Well, I know why it's an issue because internet. But, um, yeah, because one person freaked out about it on NeoGAF probably, and I, everybody just followed suit. And the thing is, they're making judgments about that before they even know anything about yeah. the game in terms of how good it is. You know, if it's worth getting anything, you know, no reviews have been out yet. Nobody really seen no, very much of the game except for at I PSX. The and, went up this uh, oh, okay. They did. That's what I mean. Nobody had any reviews well, to, to base do. any of this on. It was just, oh yeah. my God, it's $40. I'm going to be pissed. People never have reviews to base anything on, but they shit all over everything. <laughs> wow. This poll <laughs> freaks me out. Told you. Yeah. Wow. It's interesting. And good old Mike O'Hara. I, I saw his tweet. Wow, that's crazy. Wow. So go, right. find, like, creepy, crazy, <laughs> go so. find out what Glenn is freaked out about. Yeah, it's right on the top. Uh, it's just called Last Week on Daily Poll, and he puts the date. For, uh, yeah. So the one twenty two sixteen. Um yeah. I like how yes. Andy's doing this. It's funny how nobody really knew who was doing the Daily Polls for like a month. <laughs> I kn- yeah, they kept going. I thought it was Sean. I really thought it was Sean. Uh, for some reason, I don't know why. I just assumed it was Sean, and then all of a sudden, it was hey, it's Andy. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, that's crazy. No, wow. No, I, I really yeah. like how he's formatting this. This is really cool. <laughs> Good right. job, Andy. And go, Dave. Okay. So <laughs> I guess I'm first, apparently. <laughs> Now yeah. I now I've played this too, uh, no nowhere near as much as Dave. But uh, so we got a code for it, and I sent it off to Dave, and and you know, I, and then I came home, which I'm never at this house, but I came home, and there's a physical copy sitting at my door. So then, the copy I bought, I'm sending to Josh now. So it works out for everybody. Now I played the beta version like six years ago. So yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I played the Vita version on the plane ride home from PSX. So it was kind of interesting though when you're trying yeah. to do the motion stuff. Try on doing it. Yeah, on the you, you actually have a yeah, you actually have a little bit of a more recent yeah. perspective than I do because I kind of struggled with it a little bit. I had to like not struggled with it, but I'm like, okay, am I really comparing this to the Vita? Am I comparing this as a standalone game? You know, because it is a remastered game. So, well, I I, I think there's validity in, in in comparing it to the Vita version at least a little bit because it's mm-hmm. it's the Vita game. You know, they've had to redo some things for the PS4, right. but it, it's the same game. You know. So I, I I definitely think there's so something. So it came out on the Vita in 2012. Uh, I think it was in I think it was actually like a launch window game. Um, maybe not though. I could be mm. wrong on that one. But um, it's now it got ported over to the PlayStation 4. And you know one of the things that's always interesting about it is when you take something. We've seen stuff go from PS3 to Vita. Um, we've seen stuff that's been crossed by, but I don't think that we've had very much stuff that was built for the ground up for the Vita moving to the systems this long in advance like usually they'll do something like six months later or it's a cross-buy game like i said or a cross-play game and they're usually pretty common i would say probably the only ones are the mm-hmm. psp god of war yeah that was psp to ps3 games so there's definitely not a lot going from right. handheld to console the console there's a lot going from console to handheld <clears throat> yeah. right definitely it's usually they were yeah it's, just, it's usually so, like the, the first the major handheld. you know yeah. change is obviously the con- is the controller uh the dualshock 4 and um more buttons uh, so the R2 and the L2 um, give you the validity of doing her gravity, what's essentially her gravity rush or gravity slide, where Cat can slide through. Um, but I guess I should probably start at the beginning that you are dropped into um, a town, a village, that uh, you don't have any memory, and there's just this cat that's near you that all the cat does pretty much through the whole game is just meow at you. Um, but apparently yeah. the cat, the cat, the character, the person understands everything that Dusty, the cat is what the name of it is, is saying to, uh, to your, to you. And, uh, you soon realize you have this ability to shift gravity, uh, throughout the entire game. The characters in the game call you a shifter. Um, and you have the ability to yeah. float and fly where you choose based on a meter. Uh, you have a, um, this meter in the game, and the more you're you're shifting gravity, the meter slowly goes down. But when you're moving through the air, if you're kicking or you're trying to accelerate somewhere, it goes down faster or slower based on your speed. And when you run out of meter, you fall. <laughs> um, yeah, right. So, Which sucks. Uh, sometimes, if you can, you know, there's a whole, you know, it's got a whole, um, you know, upgrade element to it where, like, throughout the 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 environment in the world that you're playing in is are, are these purple gems, these precious, they're called precious gems. They power everything in the city and they also power you and they are everywhere. And I mean, everywhere. <laughs> um, any, like when you suspend gravity and you go like underneath something, you see a whole bunch of them underneath the bridge or you see a whole bunch of them on top of a building or in a tunnel or in a hallway. And, uh, slightly distracting if you're trying to go from point A to point B and you see all these gems over in the corner, you know, <laughs> 
because you need oh, them. Oh yeah. Yep. You need them. And to they always get me yourself. in trouble. You need them to unlock the challenge missions in the game. Like you have to give ten gems to get the drawbridge to work, and then when you get the drawbridge to work, there's a challenge mission in the game where you can uh, you're trying to beat a time by racing to different points, and some of them you have to run to or glide to or fly up to or kick into and break, and you get you know gold or you get bronze, silver, and gold, and based on whatever metal you get, you get like 200, 400, or 600 more gems. And then it costs like 100 or 200 gems to upgrade your kick ability or to slow down, or to either slow down how how fast your uh, gravity gauge goes down or to make your gravity gauge larger, last longer. Um, so there's a lot of, you know, you can, the cool thing about the game is you can upgrade cat your character any way that you choose. If you want to focus on combat, you can focus on combat. You want to focus on being able to stay in the air longer. You can focus on being able to stay in the air longer. It's all kind of like upgrading and building the character to the to the way that you play, which is you know which is cool. I focused a lot personally on combat because I wanted things just to die quicker, so I made my kick stronger and <laughs> <laughs> um, die die die. So uh, the gameplay, you know, you you press R one and you're suspended in the air, and you get a reticle on the screen that you can point. This is where it gets a little wonky uh, with the game because. I feel like the camera is very close to the yeah. character. It's a third-person action game, and when you when you suspend yourself in gravity, the camera is pretty close, and it can you can be very easily disoriented. Um, you place the yeah. reticle where you want to. You can press R one again, and she'll start to float and fly to to where you pointed the reticle. Uh, if you press and hold, if you press and hold square, she'll do a kicking motion where you can put the reticle on an enemy, and you'll you know you can fly fly into it and kick into the enemy and do damage. Sometimes it's one kick, sometimes it's more. Again, that depends on if you chose to upgrade the power of the kick that you that you have based on using those gems. So you're 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 going through the game. Yeah. You're fighting the enemies called Nevi. Um, the story is a little convoluted. Um, I I will fully admit that I did power through this game in about ten or eleven hours. I just I got the code, and I had to hit an embargo, and I have a retail job, so I just sat down and went right through it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you couldn't <laughs> take it to work and hide in the back room? Maybe on the Vita. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> don't you guys <laughs> no, have TVs <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, so, like I said, like, the, the implement, um, implementation <clears throat> of having the controller more, you know, the two, the two thumbsticks that are... You know, there's more more room. Uh, you know, obviously there's more give than the thumbsticks on the Vita, so you're not like resetting it or trying to readjust it. So everything controls the way it's supposed to control the game. It does. You you hit R1, you float. You hit you press and hold R2, you start to slide through the air. Um, you you know you jump when you're supposed to jump. Um, the only problem that I ran into with the attack mechanism is that there is a, I guess the best way to put it, there's a crazy aim assist in the game to where there's been plenty yeah. of times where I thought for sure I was going to miss my target and she turns like 45 degrees and actually hits the target. And then there's times that I thought for sure I was going to nail my target and I went right over the top of it and totally missed. It. So that was inconsistent. Can't you? Um, yeah. I, I haven't had too much of a problem yet with it. The only problem I have with the, with the auto aim like that is, uh, you know, I'll get, I'll get the white target on them and then they'll, I have to like, mm-hmm. hit them like hit them in the back. And then when I'm flying at him, yep. he turns around and I hit him in the front. Uh, there's That's a couple sort of ones that as you get close to them, they decide to dodge to the left or the right, like, immediately. <laughs> and there's <sighs> other ones that if the, if you take any damage while you're in the middle of your attack, your attack just stops. So, that's you know, you're like, sure. 
Um, so again, your your primary your focal attack is the kick. Like she can, you know, like just extends her leg and she, she shifts gravity and goes at a you know x amount of miles per hour and does damage. It's pretty easy to see where you have to do the damage. Like Glenn said, that you're aiming for the back. There's this big glowy spot on the back that's the the, the weak point. And you know, like sometimes right. the characters have five or six or seven spots on them. Sometimes they just have one. As you progress through the game, it does get you know the combat gets a little bit more. Uh, in depth and more character or more enemies and more weak points and stuff like that. And, you know, still all of your fighting after probably about the first half of the game is in, is in floating in air, suspended in air. Um, the, it, it, again, obviously it was built for the Vita. So it's actually set in, in, uh, episodes. There are, you know, there are 20 episodes and it, it's right. built like you would be playing on a handheld. The episodes aren't very long, but I liked that about this game. It was nice to, it was nice to sit down and be like, <laughs> so okay, I'm going to do two episodes today. Or I'm going to do, you know, plenty of people, you yeah. know, like there's, I think there's 20 episodes and you can, you, you, in theory, you know, if you're, you know, are busy lifestyle, busy gamers or, you know, c- coming home, just want to play for a half an hour. You can sit down, do an episode, save the game, put it away and you'll get about a month to play out of this game. You know, so like, it's very rewarding. Like every time you yeah. finish an episode, you get a trophy. You know, you, or you get gems, and you can upgrade the thing. So it's like you're you're feeling like you're accomplished, and you can like stop what you're doing for that day. Like, and in reverse for me, that's kind of what kept me going when I was playing. And I'm like, oh, I'm only, I'm on episode 15, and there's only this many more. Like, oh, I can finish this. You know, so like that that was a nice step back to where you're like, sometimes you're like, oh, can I stop for today? Am I supposed to finish this next mission? Am I, do I need to go over there to that reticle? Like there was none of really that, you know, you have an overview map where there's, it tells you where there's information, where you can really get into the story and what's going on in the city. If you want to, there's, there's challenge maps and you unlock challenge maps and build your reputation in the city of cleaning it up and being a good person. And, you know, there's a lot of different intricate things going on in the game along with, the the story um being told through like what i called like comic book style storytelling uh the cuts yeah it's a motion comic kind of well it's it's a static comic but you can move yeah. it around uh it's it's really cool how they do it though because it's it's kind of like the old comic book reader on was it what was it psp, PSP. or vita psp where you can zoom in on it huh? on psp yeah where you can mm-hmm. zoom in on the frames and zoom out, whatever, but it's that same feel where you're just advancing through each yeah, cell. Yeah, you, you progress the story. When you're ready to I progress like the story, you press X, it like changes the page or changes the image. The art that they use for that is just, it's amazing. Like, it looks so cool. The detail, the characters, like yeah. the hair in front of the faces and the facial reactions and like her smiling and you're reading her text and you, you know, or the sarcasm or she talks to herself in parentheses all the time where she's like, maybe this person's really nice and maybe they're not. And you, you really get a, without having any direct voice acting, I think that they did a great job with writing it for you to like, like your character and to like the dialogue that's in the game. Like they did a really good job with that. Um, and then, uh, it just visually like the game just looks amazing. Um, especially for, you know, being like a four year old game that got, uh, you know, obviously up to the PS4. The frame rate is great. It runs, doesn't chug. I ran into like one glitch that happened to me one time where I got like, quote unquote, like out of the environment where I was like walking on air. Like I was walking, I wasn't defying gravity anymore. And I was just stuck somewhere. Like, and I kept running into invisible walls. Like I got off the map or in a corridor or, like that wasn't part of the map, but it did end up fixing itself. And it did only happen to me one time. Um, and then when you're like, 
fighting a boss battle and you know you get the bar across the whole bottom of the screen and you're you know whittling the boss down fighting them and whittling them down and going to search for health packs and going to go search for gems and to upgrade things and then you get the boss down low enough you get to do a finishing move and that is like the my favorite part of the game is there's probably a point where there's five or six times where you see the finishing move executed and it's just gorgeous like the, yeah. the spinning move that she does and the animation and everything that's a fully you know motion captured cutscene. Not, not, it's full a full in motion capture cutscene, and uh, you know she's going right. through the the large nevi or through the enemy, and she's every time uh, she gets more and more powerful. Like you know, there's more things that go through it, and it's it's a simple like you get close to the enemy and you finish him and you press triangle and you just sit back for a second and watch for like ten seconds, and it's it's awesome. It looks cool, sweet, right. um, very again very rewarding. Like you accomplish something and now you accomplish this, and you get to watch this. Um, <laughs> the audio, uh, the music fits the game. Uh, there was a couple times where, like, I it was there was like that awkward silence in the game. If you were watching a cuts, uh, you know, a, a storyboard too long, like the music kind of just stops. Um, and it's just kind of quiet. Yeah, I noticed that, and it doesn't pick back up when you hit X again. <clears throat> um, but I don't know if that's trying to get you to really just focus on the on the reading part of it, but uh, just. That was always weird where I'm like, why is it like silent here? Most of the time it's telling, you know, it's got music playing, it's telling the story. Um, and then there's no online functionality to it. Um, there are leaderboards where like, again, where you're doing the challenge missions where you can uh, see like, you know, I could see how far Glenn got with something or Glenn could see how far I got with something or try to beat a time or try to beat a score. Um, just, you know, basic stuff to, to keep you going. There's a lot of um, achievement or trophies and um, points for, they say, uh, I heard it. I heard it. Yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say You there? get a lot of trophies and, and gems for uh, completing challenges and getting a gold in a challenge and completing all the challenges. And, um, you know, because when I was going back and forth about reviewing the game, you know, people were telling me, well, if you want a platinum, it's going to be like 16 hours. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be platinuming it. But um, so, like, it's fun. The game is tremendous fun. I didn't want to stop playing the game. Um, like I said, I ran into, like I was fighting the final boss. And, and at that point in time, I'd been playing the game for quite a while that day. Uh, and it was getting a little frustrating. Yeah. And I actually had, you know, gone through the, the, the final boss. And I got to the to the finishing part where I was going to hit triangle. And I hit triangle. And it looked like he was going to execute the move. And the screen went white. And then it went black. <sighs> and then it did nothing. So then I had to close the oh. application out and go back in, and uh, <laughs> way to go, and then Dave. fight it again. Which, that was the third or fourth time I had to fight it because the first two or three times I had a hard enough time figuring out how to finish it. <laughs> but and then went yeah, through yeah. and it was fine. I got Us. a little nervous again when I hit triangle and the screen went white again for a second. I'm like, uh, and then it went into the rest <laughs> of the, into the finishing animation, which was the coolest one out. So it's definitely worth beating the game. Um, nice. I, I, I like a, I, you'll read it in the review. I have a strong desire to now to I have it on my Vita. It was a PS Plus game, you know, years ago. Um, so I, just, I have a very strong desire to download that and give it a shot on the Vita, just to see it to see the core differences. But there is. Well, I would say the big thing mm-hmm. you're going to notice is controls, just because, as always, the DualShock has bigger sticks. You know, they're they're longer. They have more give, and I think that. When you're trying to control the camera on the Vita sticks, that was one thing I fought quite a bit. And <clears throat> I was still kind of fighting the camera in this one. Uh, but it, it just – that combined with the motion stuff 
because now you're not trying to look at the screen while you're moving the Vita around. You're just moving the controller and the TV is just static in front of you. And I think those two things in conjunction uh, definitely made the yeah, controls a, a lot difference better. Between than the Vita's your seven inch or nine inch screen and even your twenty seven inch TV. <laughs> um, oh sure, yeah, um, and that's the thing. I mean, this just this doesn't look like just some upresed Vita game. It, it really looks fantastic. They did a very nice job in it. I, I wouldn't say it's a game that looks like it was made for the PS4 outright, but uh, I mean, you can see some of the, you know, some of the, uh, the the polygon clipping, that sort of thing, at times. But uh, texture-wise and art-wise, uh, it's that it looks type fantastic of, um, to me. Animation that holds up over time, anyways. Just the way the game is, it's like I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't really want to necessarily call it cell shaded animation, but it's pretty close. Um, and so, like, it's not one of these yeah. things where you like look back at a, like a motion capture game from five years ago and you're like, ugh. <laughs> um, <laughs> And the I didn't I, I tried it for like two or three minutes and, and I was like okay I'm done but you do have the option uh, you know you reminded me when you talked about it um, you can use the the motion uh, built-in motion control of the DualShock Four to move the camera around so you can press R one you can tilt right. your, you know your the DualShock left or right and the screen will move based on how you're tilting the controller um, I didn't like that though I preferred to just to use the thumbsticks <laughs> it was just a lot easier that's kind of is how I you know, been programmed to, to play games. Um, but the motion control was, it was spot on if it's something that you want to do. And, and it is kind of fun to mess with it a little bit. You can just, you know, tilt the, like I said, tilt the controller up or tilt the controller down. You can change the settings. You can change the sensitivity of how fast it moves around too. Um, so there's a lot of stuff in game that you can right. do that, that they're really trying to, to, I think I like they took they feedback from the Vita version. How they actually that. allowed you to adjust the sensitivity. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like that like worked out really that. well. Um, there is a you know the biggest reason that this came to PS4 as a remastered version is because they are doing another one. They're doing Gravity, um, Gravity Rush Two, or um, and so that's yep. You know they they brought this over to PS4 to get people <laughs> that didn't own a Vita introduced to the game. So I, this is this is on my list of if somebody picks up a PS4, like this is a recommended game. I mean, like for me, like got to play this, you got to see it. Nice, forty bucks, great price point for this game. Like. Definitely, you know, got the time in it. Um, we're get, uh, I'm giving it an eight. I, you know, it's a great game. Just a couple things that that kept it kept it around that eight. I struggled with the score a little bit. We've we've had conversations amongst <laughs> amongst the staff about it. Um, so I I really enjoy it, and I I feel like it's it's got to be like on your you know top ten, top fifteen list of games that if you just get a PS4 that you that you need to play. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm definitely taking it slower than you had to, but uh, I'm really enjoying it so far. It's it's. Uh, you know, you have to get used to the the whole anti gravity thing. I think that, that's the biggest thing that you have to overcome. Um, you know, look for her hair and her scarf and everything to see which way they they fall while you're up in the air because you're literally up there and up is up and or you know up could be down and down could be up and you know whatever. Uh, but once you get past that, it it it's pretty yeah, easy to I, pick I up and go. Yeah, I think it's and the very writing is much, a lot of fun like, too. There's not a I'm trying to think of the best way to explain it, but there's not a barrier or like a control barrier where sometimes you pick a game up, like you know, and it, it's not a criticism, but you pick an Assassin's Creed game up and you almost have to like play with your fingers, like in a claw motion, to to control everything. And it's definitely not that. Like you can, you know, there's only you're you're using primarily like one or two face buttons, and you're using the triggers a lot and the analog sticks. So you're you just hold the Dual Shock like you're comfortable holding it, where you can reach R1 and L1 and. Um, uh, R2 and L2 and, you know, make sure you can reach the face buttons and you're fine. Like it's, it's not, it doesn't punish you dramatically. If you miss, if you, the, 
if you die, like it does push you a little farther back than I would like it to, but it's not that hard to get, you know, to get where you need to get. Checkpoint system is, I wouldn't yeah. call it forgiving, but I wouldn't call yeah. it unforgiving. I, I mean, even early on when I was, when I ran out of meter and I started falling, my meter filled back up so I could actually stop falling and die. Yeah, you, you can, you mean? definitely fall a little bit. And so, as soon I mean, as your meter fills back is... up, you can hit R1 again and she'll start to just, she'll kind of just suspend herself and she'll chill there for a second. You can reorient yourself. So it's not like your meter right, dies and you're right. done. Like you're going to tumble like four, like hundreds of yards. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's a really good port for, uh, of the original game. And, and, uh, it's, a, it, I mean, there's a reason that, um, it was so popular when it first came out on the Vita. It, it's a fantastic game. It's a cool story. And it's a story that's going to be continued pretty soon. And in, in gravity days slash rush too. But so if you want to see games like this it. from Studio Japan, come here, buy this game. Like, everything. Like, they're going to look at this stuff yeah. for data. For Like, I know we, and I'm sure you guys talked about it earlier, the Valkyria game coming to, to the West. And, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> There's a Valkyria. I mean, but, you know, people are always saying, oh, we don't get the right genres over here, and they don't give us this, and they don't give us that. Like, well, we got to buy the stuff that, they, that they're trying to give us. Like, they're, they're, they're releasing this here to see if there's a you know, a desire. If this physical version does well here, and I know, I'm sure Josh always, you know, I know he always beats this this drum, but the physical version does well here. Hopefully we'll get a physical re- version of Gravity Rush 2 or Gravity Days or whatever it's going to be called. Because um, right now it's only projected to be yeah, digitally. or maybe even a CE for it. Yeah. This is one of the games that Glenn was, you know, that big Twitter campaign for, and to, supposedly the reason why it's coming out on disc is because of PS Nation. So, <laughs> by the game. It's really good though. You'll, you'll love it. It's a load of Especially, shit. Especially like you know, again, like I, I want to reiterate, like you know, I'm a dad. You know, Josh's dad. This would be a great game for Josh. I mean, you know, like he can sit down and you know, Mason can sit next to him and he can play the game for 20 minutes and he can tell Mason, okay, it's over. Like it's like playing a level of Lego. It's over. Okay, time to go to bed. <laughs> ah, look at Dave. Look at the big brain on Dave. So, trying to help Josh out so he can play some games and get some sleep at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> sleep is for suckers. You go to sleep late and get up early. <laughs> yeah. That's why I like working from home. I can get up at 6.30 now. All right. Well, uh, what... Uh, uh, I gave it an 8. Brady, you giving it? All right. I think that's yeah. fair. Yeah, like I said... It I agree with that. Kind of went back and forth on some things, and but an 8 is, you know, reading the scale, reading our scale, and 8 where it belongs. A great game with a few flaws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, the flaws that you've seen are, are pretty. I mean, you've had a couple bug things here and there, but uh, really, the only other big one that stands out is is the music mm-hmm. ending when you're going through the story stuff. Uh, so yeah, no, I totally agree. I, I'm that's kind of what I was leaning toward if I had to review it. So I agree. All right, now time to dive into this one. I'm sure there's. <laughs> grab a grab a glass of scotch, folks. <laughs> it's a Lego game, and Josh is reviewing it. This is Lego the Marvel's Avengers twenty seventh or twenty eighth, depending on how you count. Uh, oh Lego Star Wars. Oh my god! The no, they're not, and they're all That's the same the game. Uh, Lego Star Wars: The Complete Saga, which was the the two of them together. So that's 28 releases over 11 years. Sure. There's 28 something out there Lego something games. Yes. Over 11 years. Oh my god. Now everybody complains about Call of Duty, everybody complains about Assassin's Creed. 
<laughs> 17 <laughs> Assassin's Creed games in eight years. Even that's yeah. insane. <laughs> um, that's, 23 Call yeah, of Duty games in 12 years. Okay. 27 Lego in 11 years. Yeah. Are you counting like PS3 and PS4 for like Black Ops 3 or 27 or 27 18? separate games, separate named wow. games like Black Ops 1, Black Ops 2, Black Ops 3, Modern Warfare, all of them. I'm not counting. Wow. Like if I counted platforms, there'd be no, 372 Lego one- games. Yeah. I just thought it was like once a year. Nope. Call of Duty has done 23 in 12 years. Yep. So, um, but that's my point. There's 28 releases over 11 years, yet they still hold up. They're still fun and they still sell very well. So how, how am that possible? (laughs) <clears throat> that's the question. I really, I started thinking about this as I was playing this. I really kind of got into this and I did my research and I was like, I was like, holy shit, that's a lot of games. <laughs> um, but the thing There's is, a lot of games. Uh, like in 2004, Lego was on the verge of bankruptcy. Literally, they were about to go bankrupt. Yeah. 2005, interestingly enough, was the year the first Lego Star Wars game came out. Because right around 2004, 2005, Mm. Lego started to license things, and they started with Star Wars. And that's what turned them around, when they started to license these hot properties. And it's the combination of all these properties that, you know, geeks love between Star Wars and... Back to the Future and Marvel and DC and all these other things. And you combine that with the fact that we grew up with Legos. You know, they, they've been around since 1949. Yeah. So just about everybody at this point grew up with Legos. Um, as long as you're under 65. <laughs> except except I didn't. <laughs> I had the I had the cheap knockoffs okay. from KB Toys. Oh, Actually, I didn't even have that. I had Lincoln, Lincoln um, Logs and I had an Erector set. But the Erector set was actually pretty badass. That's, that's what I'm getting at. There's, there's the nostalgia yeah. of, you know, I, I played with these things as a kid. I always loved building worlds and it was this cool thing and you never had the right pieces. You never had enough of the right pieces. But you, you built these worlds and you played in them and you loved them. And now all of a sudden you can build and play in those worlds and have fun in them. But they're combined with Marvel and and DC and Star Wars and The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. You know, all all the different things. Jurassic Park. It's just, this is why these games sell. Now, if they were the exact same game every time, they'd fall flat pretty quick. Yeah, it's a similar setup and yeah, it's a similar thing every time, but... They've grown and they've changed dramatically. If you go back to the original Star Wars game and then you play this game, they're night and day different. They're just in terms of what you can do yeah, and and the variety of the puzzles and things like that. It's amazing how they've grown and changed and, and the humor is really at the heart of it. 
Um, that's the key to these games. This does what Jurassic World did, um, where they lifted audio directly from the movies. Uh, that was a problem in the Jurassic Park, Jurassic World game because it was very uneven in terms of quality. Even when two characters were speaking to each other in the exact same scene from the movie, one of them would sound like crap. The other one would sound pretty good. You'd hear music mixed in with the background as they were talking because nobody could extract the music from whatever audio, the clip they got. Um, That's mostly been fixed here. The, the audio is actually really good with the dialogue and everything. Um, the cool thing about this is see with the humor in the Lego games, a lot of it, especially in the early games, there was no dialogue. So it was all miming things and, and goofy stuff you'd see on screen. And then when they did start to do voices and dialogue, they would make it really funny. Well, now that they're lifting directly from the movies, you know, there's some humor in these Marvel movies, but it's not the goofy, funny stuff that you would see in a Lego game. Yeah, what they do now, though, is they really, really push the visual side to it, and they juxtapose that with the serious lines. So there's a serious scene going on, there's serious dialogue going on, but the visuals you're seeing are completely absurd and off the wall. Um, Like at one point, and they've shown this before, because when I got to it, I, I had seen it, so... This isn't really a spoiler. Like, I'm spoiling a Lego game. Uh, based on Avengers movies that everybody should have seen. <laughs> Spoilers! You build uh, Bruce Banner and Tony Stark are in the lab, and Tony Stark has these goggles on, and he's like, we're mad scientists, buddy. <laughs> and he's like, wait, you want me to put Jeez. Ultron into, you know, you want me, you want, you want me to put this into that and when he says that there's a pig with iron man gear wrapped around it a little bit and it's floating it's kind of hovering there and it looks over at him and it's like oink (laughs) he's like no not into that into that (laughs) and all the dialogue is right out of the movie but they they turned it into this ridiculous over the top comedy bit you know and that's the cool thing about this you're you're seeing these movies you've seen you're playing through the stories you've seen but the Lego humor is so much in full force here and it's really clever the way they did it. Um, there's a ton of variety in the game um, considering what, what you're playing uh, in terms of the levels and the layouts and the designs. Um, it is a little weird though. You start at the beginning of age of Ultron. You play through that whole first scene the assault right when you get to the end of the mm-hmm. assault um it kicks back and you're suddenly at the beginning of the first avengers movie and i was like well wait that was weird really? and then you play through the entire first avengers movie uh when you finish that credits roll and what? it's like a marvel game or like a marvel movie there's Little scenes buried in the credits, so watch the credits. Hint. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, Joel. And then you get little things <laughs> popping up saying, this is unlocked, this is unlocked, this is unlocked. And I thought, oh, because in the middle of the Avengers game, the, the original Avengers movie, they slip in one of the other Marvel movies. It, it gets dropped right in the middle of it, and it fits perfectly based on what's happening at that point in the movie. I don't want to spoil it because it was kind of cool when it happened, and I don't want to just tell everybody. I want them to be surprised. Um, but if you remember the, <laughs> the first Avengers movie, which a lot of people probably don't, it's a little fuzzy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it hasn't been played but incessantly. There's on TV a scene for that happens, and you can extract from that and essentially drop in this whole section of one of the other Marvel Universe movies. And when it happened, I got giddy. I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be awesome. Because, you know, we knew they were doing Iron Man 3 and uh, Thor Dark World, uh, Winter Soldier, and uh, the first Captain America. That they were all going in there somehow. And I thought, so this is how they're going to do it. Oh, it's just going to slip right in. And this, oh, this is going to be so freaking cool. And, you know, I figured the first <laughs> Avengers ends, then you go through, you know, some of Iron Man 3 and some of Dark World and Winter Soldier and right into Age of Ultron. Oh, yeah. It's not how it works. <laughs> kind of sucked. Uh-huh. So what happens is they unlock and you drop right into Age of Ultron. You can play through that whole thing. Then when you go back to check those out, um, Iron Man 3, Dark World, and Winter Soldier are essentially like the DLC from Batman. They're like two levels or so, and they're really, really short. And all they do is hit upon, you know, they start with the little comic thing and the voiceover hey, this is what was happening, and Tony did this, and blah, 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 and now all of a sudden he's under attack, and then you get dropped into that part of the story. And, oh, and then, you know, we went on, and this much happened in the movie, and wasn't that exciting, and now you're dropped into this exciting part of the movie. And then that's it. It's over. And I was like, what? Oh, (laughs) fuck. So, yeah, they come and go like that. You're in and out. Like, it's nothing. So I was a little huh. disappointed in that, considering they kept telling us, yeah, it's going to be six of it, six Marvel movies from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's really two. <laughs> and then a little hmm. tiny bit of the other four. So Yeah, that's kind of <clears throat> weird. Kind of a letdown. But you know what? It, they really they hit all the, the important points, um, and they're fun. So I I can't be I can't really complain all that much just because of the sheer volume of content and we had talked about it a little bit earlier 18 hours in 35% yeah, yeah. complete there is so much more to do in this thing <laughs> it's unreal I haven't even come close to unlocking all the characters uh there's something like 200 characters um, and I think it's 172, I think I have that right, um, individual characters. Uh, the rest are variants of those. Okay. So like with Iron Man, you have the Mark I, 
the Mark seven, the Mark 42, the, you have, the, you know, the Hulkbuster, sure. you've got all these different Iron Man suits you can unlock. Um, with all the characters, Jeez. with not all, with a, a number of the characters, you have multiple variants of, you know, the age of Ultron version of them, the, uh, winter soldier version of them, the, <clears throat> Uh, original Avengers version because uh, they were right. in different outfits and did different things and stuff. So with 200 characters though, or 170 some characters, they dig deep and they talked about this at Comic-Con because it's yeah. these two guys at Marvel that have lived this their whole lives. They're, they've just been Marvel junkies their whole lives. And now they work there and now they work in po- positions of power and they can do this. And they'd say to the guys at Traveler's Tales, huh. we want this guy in there. We want this one. We want Squirrel Girl. We want Devil Dinosaur. We want Fin Fang oh, Foom. <laughs> we want, like, like the craziest freaking characters you could wow. ever imagine get dropped into this game. And you can unlock them and you can play as them. And it's crazy. It's a lot of fun, actually. Um, tons of vehicles, of course, that you can unlock. The, the, it's funny because it didn't even cross my mind, but I was looking on NeoGAF and somebody was like, I hope they fix the freaking flight because it sucks using the buttons to go up and down. And I was like, what? I don't remember that. Because when I was playing, I was just left stick, right stick without even a thought, you know, not even a second thought to it. They have changed it to left stick, right stick. You can still use cross and circle to go up and down if you want, but you've got full control over it like any other game and it, the, the flight works great. Um, like some other games recently that have kind of latched onto this. A Rezogun like thing makes an appearance multiple times. Oh yep. yeah. It that was in Lego Batman here 3. Too, uh in multiple places, and it's pretty cool. Uh it's not as crazy as Rezogun. Um but it's cool. It's actually a lot of fun where they stick it in, uh and how it works. Um nice. You go everywhere in this game, though. I mean, I I had mentioned it briefly to you. I don't think I don't know if we were recording at the time, but like, um, I think we were. Um, Manhattan, Washington D.C., <laughs> uh, Malibu, um, Barton's Farm, Korea, Sokovia, um, uh, what's his face's uh, castle in Sokovia, um. Strucker, uh, his uh, castle in Sokovia, his fortress, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. South Africa for, you know, that whole thing out of Age of Ultron where where they're going. Um, it's just... Sure. Korea, there's, there's so many places to go. And every single one of them is really big, loaded with collectibles, loaded with things to see, things to do. Um all kinds of quests to go on for, for characters and things like that to unlock things. Stan Lee, of course, is in peril all over the place. Stan, when you unlock him, of course. he can turn into the Stan Buster, um, where his the whole thing comes up and pencils pop out and he has a little typewriter and everything. And <laughs> it's, it's really funny. 
<laughs> um, so, I mean, that's the fun of the game, really, is is that it's just ridiculous and over the top, but it's all set in these games that, you know, you know and love. So, um, I, of course, enjoyed it. Um, local co-op only, still. Um, it is something I would like mm. to see them try to do an online co-op at some point. <laughs> but doesn't well, that only you go You can for probably like use SharePlay for that. Yeah. Yeah, they need to start yeah. another session. It, it's, um, a, it's stupid, but yeah. But it should yeah, work. I mean, we played we played uh, NAC um, two-player I would like in, to see SharePlay. proper online co-op at some <clears> point. <throat> it would be kind of neat. Well, yeah, um, definitely. But there is a workaround. <clears throat> well, hold on. It's WB. Okay, it's WB. It's okay. If it was Activision, it probably wouldn't work. The visuals Activision doesn't allow share play usually. Um, the level of detail and the lighting alone. Oh, the lighting is gorgeous. Um, it. They've really done a great job. They've stepped up their game with with all of that. Um, it did, but this. Blows well, I thought it Batman away. Three looked good. Batman Three looks like poopy yeah. compared to this. <laughs> Wow. I mean, seriously. Yes. Oh, jeez. Um, That'll be the tagline, by the way. <laughs> Lego Batman 3 looks like poopy compared it, to this. It really does. I'm it's Batman. amazing. Um, I beg to differ. Each game, they, you know, they work that engine and tweak it and just coax more out of it and make it look that much better every single time. Um, uh, the team-ups I talked about earlier... So I don't really need to talk about those again. Uh, they're pretty fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's just a it's an all around really good game. Um, I gave cool. it an eight. So it'll keep right. you busy for a long time. Yeah, I would assume that. Yeah, yeah. Based on any of the other games I've had lately from them. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dave, you got any questions? You still here? Oh, I actually okay. just found something interesting on Twitter. So, so, oh, really? Well, on Twitter, I know bullshit. that I didn't get a chance to put it up on the site, um, but it, you know, semi—not semi, but it is Destiny related. So, um, they released their first weekly update last week on the twenty-first for the for the first time in twenty sixteen. Yeah. And one of the things that they came out and said is, "Oh, by the way, we have skill-based matchmaking in Crucible." And oh, um, yeah. they got a lot of shit for it. Well, I'll bet, because I'm sure well, it doesn't the work the way it's supposed to. Because <laughs> for a long, long time, Crucible PvP in Destiny was based on connections. And oh, so they're not But they're they not just even, pulled oh, the plug wow. in skill-based matchmaking starting next week with Iron Banner. They said it's going to go back to connection. They got a lot of crap. So. That's funny. Yeah. So like, there's new matchmaking going live Wednesday, January 27th at 10 a.m. Pacific, where they will get rid of uh, skill-based matchmaking and use connections. I haven't played Destiny since Iron Banner was up last time. Well, I take that back what? to play it, like, just now before we record it again, because somebody asked me. But that was the first time I played uh, it in 10 days. I played it for like 10 minutes. Dude, Bungie's <laughs> gonna show up at your house. And they're doing another they're doing another uh What are you doing, Dave? Holiday event for Valentine's Day called Crimson Days. Yeah, where there's gonna be Aww. some 
and random quests and everything in there. I'm going to try to get this written up in the next day or two because I just haven't done mm. it. Instead of uh, instead of oh. killing anything, any enemies, you as actually shoot parts at them. Bungie and got they... last year for what they released in terms of how they released <clears throat> the expansions and stuff like that. It's better than what they did this year. Yeah. Taking <laughs> King came out in nice. September for forty bucks, and then you got a Festival of the Lost thing. Yeah. You got SRL. Uh, Sparrow Racing, and then you got this, the Crimson thing, and Sparrow like, and there's supposed to be another bigger update coming in March. But you know that I didn't do one Sparrow race, not at PSX, not on the game. No, I kept forgetting to go the in. Grind, and it was I just never thought of it. The reputation grind was ridiculous. It was awful. Oh, Ugh. and since people don't yeah, read no the reviews, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I should mention because <laughs> I mentioned it in the written review. Um, because they're using the, the voice, the pulling the voices from the movies, um, when you get into fights, no recording, uh-huh. it, it, you get a shitload of repetition and it gets annoying. I mean, oh, uh, okay. Kobe Smolders, Clark Gregg and Haley Atwell did additional dialogue for the game and they did fantastic. Some really funny stuff. Yeah. Um, but when you get into fights, I would expect that. It's essentially Captain America constantly yelling, Hey, that's enough. And Thor, you want me to put the oh, hammer geez. down? And things like that. It's, it's, it's these lines <laughs> that you've, you know, they're lifted right from the movie and they're great for a battle until you hear them six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve times in a battle and you're just like, enough, just shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Haley Atwell, did you uh, start watching Agent Carter Season 2 yet? Sure it is. Does anybody in the Lego game say language? Uh, no. And <laughs> and see, that's the funny thing. That it's, it's weird what? because there are times, because it's a Lego game and it's made for kids, ostensibly, you know. It's not really, we're all playing it. Um, <laughs> but, um, no, you're playing it. I'm not the only one. <laughs> Look at half our staff. I know. <laughs> Um, who we're all trying to fight for this game. Um, And then Josh, and then Josh brought the hammer down. (laughs) There there are scenes, there are scenes like that from the movie where, where something like that would happen. And Captain America would say language where that dialogue just gets cut because they're trying to keep it very, very G rated, you know? Or PG. I mean, there is fighting and stuff, but huh. still, it's Lego fighting. Um, there was, and I wish I could remember the sure. exact scene. There was a scene right out of the movie, and they literally cut like one word or two words right in the middle of the dialogue and just stitched it together like it was just one sentence without it. And I was like, wait, what? Oh, because what he said was something violent or, or just wrong for a Lego game. You know, I just, I wish I had written it down. Cause when it happened, it, yeah. it, I, you know, my head went up like, huh? Whoa. Oh, they just lifted that right out of there. Huh? But it made sense. I mean, so, hmm. so that's that onward. Um, email. All right. Uh, on the emails. Yeah. Yes, you will. <clears throat> I guess I'll do the first one. Ha, it's a short one too. 
Uh, let's see here. This is from Brandon. He says, I'm really into the Dirt series for the PlayStation, and I recently just found out they're coming out with the Dirt Rally for PS4. Didn't know if you guys had any more information about the game, any reviews, likes, or dislikes. Thank you very much. Love you guys. Uh, the podcast gets me through work. From Brandon. Uh, Dirt, what was it called again? Dirt Rally for PS4. Well, let's check the old email. Usually we don't get emails for these. Well. So. While <clears throat> let's see. Okay. Here. I was going to say, while you're checking the email. <laughs> nope. Nothing. Um, I did finish. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait. Here it is. Yeah. I have it. Sorry. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Dirt Rally available on Steam already. Coming to PS4 on April 5th, 2016. In Dirt Rally, players drive against all types of terrain in five real-world locations with different weather conditions. Let's see. Uh, yeah, then they're just talking about the Steam version. So yeah, it is coming out in the U.S. Right now, it's scheduled for April 5th, 2016. Who knows if that's been changed mm-hmm. at all, because this email came back in December. And there's a trailer. Do we ever? I'm sure we don't have this posted on the website. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to guess. <clears throat> well, while you're looking, <laughs> um, I did finish that Star Wars yeah. uh, Battlefront Twilight Company book, which was the next in in progression oh, cool. uh, through the timeline. <clears throat> hey, look at that. Hey, we do have a story up for it. It was posted on December 7th. Uh, let's see here. Screenshots. There's a trailer. So, oh wow! All this, all this info, even the cover, uh, cover art. So, uh, go to psnation.com. There's a little search window in the kind of the upper right there, and just type in "dirt rally" and you'll uh, find that mm-hmm. story. Um, Sorry about that. Anyway, Star it Wars. was better than I thought it was going to be. They they did jump around in time, and it was confusing at first, but then it all sort of made sense. Um, Twilight Company is kind of the the meat grinder <laughs> company. They're the ones that are thrown into everything oh, okay. and they get decimated at times and they, you know, the worlds they liberate or the people that they help, they, they do a, a call for <laughs> volunteers and people line up to fight the empire and just get pulled in. And the company goes on essentially. Um, What's really cool about it is they answer one of the questions that I'm sure some people had asked, how did this little tiny rebellion, or even say it's a big rebellion, how did they take down the empire, which had millions upon millions of troops and ships and infrastructure and you know, all the core worlds and everything, how can you take that down? Um, And it's kind of explained here in a way um, where right before the battle of Hoth, uh, Mm. this Imperial um, person defects and she is brilliant with logistics and, patterns and all this stuff. She knows exactly where and how to hit the empire 
to do the most damage. And it's all these unconnected, seemingly unrelated things like, well, if you hit this processing plant on this out-of-the-way planet that's lightly guarded and then hit this thing over here and then hit this thing over here, they're all lightly guarded because nobody thinks about them. You know, they're, they're just – they don't seem like much. But they're all important in building Star Destroyers or in building this or in doing that or in doing – and when you do that, they're going to have to take sure. troops off of there to bring them over here and that will leave this undefended. And then, you know, so she is – giving all this information up to the rebellion. Um, but she's also being hunted by some Imperials who know that she's defected and she's, she's out there. Right. So it's kind of that whole thing. Um, it's pretty cool though. It, it's actually a good book. Um, when I finally got through it. So, uh, star Wars battlefront. What's it called again? Uh, Twilight, Twilight something or other, Twilight Company. Princess? I believe it was. Yeah, Twilight <laughs> Company. Um, but that was the next book. I'm, I'm working my right. way through the timeline of the Star Wars books, the new canon official ones. So that was the next one. I need nice. to see what comes after that because I went back to Game of Thrones <laughs> in the meantime. Um, but okay. Oh, On the email too. All right. Um, email too. Hey, Josh and Glenn. Uh, crap. I meant to pull this up and get the pricing. I'll do that in a minute. Uh, hey, Josh and Glenn. It's me, RDJ ah, Jordan. Right. <laughs> RD Jordan. Um, I'm a long time listener since <laughs> episode 300. <laughs> long time, please. Wow. <laughs> and I was wondering what your Rookie. opinion on purchasing on a purchasing decision of mine. After two thousand after two thousand hours Uh-oh, of destiny Dave, plug your ears. I'm deciding to take a break from Destiny. Oh especially since my friends don't play Destiny as much anymore. I want to get into Disney Infinity three point for some Star Wars action. Oh, God, another time. He's smarter to go from Destiny to Disney. Yep. So he wants to go for some Star Wars wow. action. Um, that is the plan. Um, should I get the starter kit with Anakin and Ahsoka or spend the, the extra for the special PS4 edition that comes with Boba Fett uh, around 50 to $60 extra? Well, let's check that price right now because those prices have dropped. Um, the starter pack with Anakin and Ahsoka, it's not just the characters. Um, the, the regular starter pack comes with Anakin, Ahsoka, and Twilight of the Republic playset. Okay? The playsets on their own right. are like 30 bucks, I'd like to say. Um, I should double check that. Uh, no, they're 40 bucks. You should. Holy shit. Yeah, so uh, oh go for Boba Fett. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. Let's, uh, there's, there's no reason not to. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. Uh, 45 right now, the Disney Infinity Starter Pack. That has dropped dr- dramatically because its list price is 65 Okay, so that's 20 bucks off. Um, mm. The Saga God. Bundle 
is usually 115. It's now 104 right now. So that's going to cost you more, but what you're getting is um, you're also getting Luke and Leia, which are going to be 15 bucks each. Uh, Boba Fett, which is still not out on his own, but he should be coming sometime soon. Uh, that would be another 15 bucks. And the Rise of the Empire playset, which is 40 bucks. Um, but that would include the two characters, uh, Luke and Leia. Hmm. Um, so, actually, right now, the better deal is just to get the, the regular edition and buy the other pieces separate. Uh, and you'll have to wait on Boba Fett. But that's it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, with the price drop, at least on Amazon, go for the regular edition. And then if you want Rise... Rise of the Empire, grab that separate and kind of go from there. Um, that's the thing. When you get into this, <laughs> you're going to see there's a lot to buy. Just to put that in perspective, too, by the way, he's, if, if, yeah. he, if he's played 2,000 hours of Destiny, that's about 900 more than I've played. <laughs> <laughs> But how much time have you spent like researching and talking and thinking about destiny? Just mm. going to bed thinking about destiny? Yeah, you know you have. Here, let me see. Okay, Rise Against the Empire. They're thirty-five is what they sell for. So yeah, it would still be cheaper to get the um, right. just the standard uh, starter pack. And then buy Rise Against the Empire playset separately, which is Luke and Leia and the playset itself. You're still getting off way cheaper, and you can buy Boba Fett mm. separate when he comes out, and it'll still be cheaper. So, there you go. Do it that way. Sure. Uh, he's the <laughs> only, Fett, he's the Boba, only right? Disney Infinity thing I do not have. I have everything else. <laughs> And I mentioned that at um, <laughs> at PlayStation Experience to the community manager, the girl that's on the the toy box TV and everything. I met her and I was like, you know, right, right. Boba Fett's the only thing I don't have. Literally, the only thing I don't have. You just drop. <laughs> well, that's why I was trying to win that race thing because you get the full giant playset. I was going to take out Boba Fett and then <laughs> hand right. the the rest of the thing to whoever wanted it to the first person that wanted it. I say anybody who doesn't have this, who wants it? (laughs) I didn't win it. Maybe I wanted it. You didn't think about me. Uh I didn't win it. You're already thinking about other people, not me. You don't want that. Thanks a lot, Josh. I know it is. Maybe I do. I'll put it next to his Mario Amiibo. (laughs) You know, I have the Mario Amiibo right here at my desk. The 30th anniversary one, one all pixelated. I love this thing so much. One. No, no, it's Mario. No, those we, are Yoshi's. We went over this. Yes, I know. Oh, no, I have the actual ones. 30th anniversary Mario, the hard-to-get one. Right, this is the hard-to-get one. The this is the one overalls. with the red, the red overalls, not the blue. Yeah. Yep. And I have uh, one of the one of the 
yarn Yoshis. Wait, the red overalls you're I saying? I have Star that's Fox. That's the hard one to get? The one that's yeah. twelve ninety nine on Amazon right now I that told. I could buy today? <laughs> no, I don't. But, but I don't care because okay. I like it. Well, because blue is stupid. The the blue one is available no, I, on Amazon as well like for thirteen forty, and that's a Japan import. So you can get either of them right now. Ah, all right. And then I have the Fox McCloud, and I have um, the and Gold Mario. Thirty eight. That was that Walmart on exclusive one. Japan import. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So those are the only ones I have. Yeah, it is. I saw cool. the Mario one. I just had to get it. I just like the design. I think it's cool. Yeah. So it sits at my desk. I don't even use it on my Wii U or anything. I just have it at my desk. Next to my little Toro. Mm-hmm. My little Toro plushie. That shoe sent me. Yes. And you have one too. Yes. All right. We done. Yeah. Dave, thanks much for Sorry joining us for Dave the review. Yeah. Yeah, it happens. It's the internet. Yeah. Asshole. Don't ever let it happen again. Thanks for sitting through uh, Josh's long ass Marvel review. Shorter than his, uh... Yeah, but I'm not as like refined yeah. and as good as you are doing reviews every week. Refined. <laughs> this refined. <laughs> how many, have you ever counted how many audio reviews you've done? I'd be interested oh in this statistic. I have no idea. <laughs> oh, no God. idea. No, I, I don't know. I don't want to think about that. it. Do not do that, Josh. Yeah, I know. There's no way. I do not want to think <laughs> of that. a lot. <clears throat> yeah. All right. <laughs> God. All right. That's it for tonight. I'm going to... Oh, still snowing outside. Uh, all right. Well, thanks, thanks much, Dave, for for joining us. Thanks to everybody for for checking this out, for listening. Don't forget next week, uh, the 2015 Golden Minecart Awards. That'll be the entire podcast. Uh, and like I said, hopefully we get some <laughs> some acceptance well, speeches because we don't have anything yet. My plan, my plan this week too, uh, sometime is uh, to stream some of Gravity Rush Remastered before it comes out, so you guys can see it and stuff like that. Because oh, I'm cool. allowed to stream it after yeah. Tuesday. Very cool. Uh, yeah, keep your eyes on the YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash psnation, our Twitch channel, PS, uh, twitch.tv slash psnation. We do some overflow stuff over there. Uh, like when Keith was streaming Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2 beta last week, I was actually streaming on Twitch. He was on YouTube. So it's kind of pretty fun to sure do that. But, Glenn and I have to play uh, each other we've, pretty we've, soon in our Madden League. So we'll definitely stream that. Well, <laughs> Oh, yeah, we'll stream it. Actually, streaming from here is a lot better because my internet's not all effed up like Rock's. <laughs> Rock's cable modem has been a piece of shit for like four months, and he refuses to take it to charter and get a new one. So you can hear, you can hear Glenn curse at Madden. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. You probably will. Uh, I'm trying to think of who I – I think I placed well, I know you and I have to play twice. We're in the same division. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll have to look at that. So, yeah, keep your eyes on uh, the YouTube channel for a lot of that stuff. We'll have that going on throughout the week and, and throughout the month and throughout the year, obviously. You're not going um, to last that long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Uh, anyway. All right. Josh, you got anything else? All right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, get out there, play some games. Have a great one. We'll talk to you next week for the Golden Mine Carts, yo. We're out. Bye.
Josh, he's taking your thing. I'll be quiet now. You can say it again. No, I don't want to. I'm not going to say it again. <laughs> Too late. Now you've I'm acknowledged not it. Say bye again. <laughs> Fuck you, Dick. <laughs> I'm going to wrap this up, but folks, not a lot of heroes left these days, folks. There's a horrible psycho in the White House, and we're on the brink of apocalypse. But there are heroes. There are people who will rise up and protect us. My hero is a movie producer named Robert Evans. He will save us. Robert Evans was a movie producer in the 70s. He produced Chinatown. He produced the Godfather films. He produced Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary's Baby is coincidental because he's also Satan. He... He snorted so much coke off of Alan McGraw's tits in the early 70s that basically he's got one giant vampire bat disco coke nostril left. And he <laughs> he wrote his autobiography, and it's called The Kids Taste in the Picture. And they made a documentary about it, and it's fucking amazing. And if in, the book itself is great. If you can find the book on tape, fucking get it, because it's like listening to Lucifer... Dictate his memoirs on a Sunday afternoon with a, you know, lying on his couch in a bathrobe with a martini on his belly, just kind of going, Yeah, Frank Sinatra was on line three, and baby, he wasn't crooning. So, actual line from the book. So, a few years ago, the ESPN Sports Network, I don't know why they decided to do this, we need to do, we need to do some radio ads and promote our sports network. Who should we get as our spokesman? Maybe a heroic athlete, perhaps a legendary coach, or wait a minute. Let's get movie producer Robert Evans. Yeah, let's get Cokey McSnortfuck from Beverly Hills to be our spokesman. Now, his book on tape is psychotic enough, but these radio ads are like listening to the ramblings of a fucking mental patient. And then at the end of it, he barely ties it in with sports. He comes on going, Hi, this is Robert Evans for the ESPN Sports Network. You know, back in the early 70s when I was producing the Godfather films, I had a whirlpool bath installed in my trailer that I would fill with apple juice every day. <laughs> Do you have any idea what Diane Keaton's pussy tastes like when it's been soaking in apple juice all day? Not half as sweet as the sports action you're going to catch on ESPN every Sunday. <laughs> ESPN Cowboys versus Redskins. Catch it. Like a pussy soaked in apple juice. The human rectum is almost nightmarishly elastic. I had four Rubik's Cubes jammed up there one day on a bet with Brian Dennehy when a heroin-crazed Rodney Allen Rippey burst into my trailer and punched me right in the solar plexus. I shot out all four cubes and damned if they didn't emerge solved. But that's nothing like the Hail Mary plays you're going to see on ESPN every Sunday. ESPN Packers versus Steelers, catch it! Shove him up there again, Denny Heal. Try to just solve the Reds. (laughs) 
Tom Wopat loved the three F's. Food, fun, and fisting. We took Gil Gerard out on my cigarette boat Memorial Day weekend 1978 and I swear to you over those sweet savage 72 hours he turned that poor man into his personal finger puppet. His screams of agony alerted the Coast Guard and I pointed the prow of that fiberglass beauty out into international waters. But that's nothing like the defensive plays you're going to see on ESPN every Sunday. ESPN Jets versus Colts. Catch it. Quit your belly aching, Buck Rogers. It's just a diver's watch. (laughs) Angie Dickinson could suck the sorrow off a recent widow. She had my trouser snake buried tonsil depth when a heroin crazed Brian Dennehy burst into my trailer and punched me right in the solar plexus. I ejaculated my central nervous system and she lit up like a pinball machine at Binion's. I don't even know what the fuck he's talking about. Redskins versus Cowboys. Catch it. Suck my knob, policewoman. Loretta Swit had a bush you could hide a VCR in. Are we still recording? Folks, thank you very much. Oh, my God. Thanks for staying late.